I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Oh, okay, starting the show. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Roast Mortem, the new and improved Roast Mortem, the award-winning Roast Mortem. I am Tom. Nice. I'm Travis. And I am your Cody for the evening. And Mike didn't make it because I fired him. Hmm. Oh, Mike is Carmen Sandiego's dad. Oh, bye. Where are you? <laughs> That's how Carmen Sandiego's adventure started, was she was looking for her father that went for a pack of It's not me you should be worried about, it's my father. True? He gave no. me this red coat. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? Good. Guys? How's Fucking your week? Good. I'm back. Feels good. Oh yeah, Cody was a mystery man last week. Yeah. You guys uh, ambiguously explained my aunt. Absence so ambiguously, I had fans DMing me, making sure I was fucking okay. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for putting anxiety everywhere. We'll put it all out there for all the listeners. We had Dave from Not for Human Consumption do your job for you because you were being yes, lousy yes. and far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm sorry, I was on a different island than I usually am, and away from my microphone. Mm. But I'm Wait, back. Where's Dave? He's supposed to be here for Mike. Wait, why are you on the line? Yeah, Dave. Dave's filling in for Mike. Uh, no, Mike just canceled the last minute because he was kick-flipping over in Comac or something, and I did not want to press Dave last minute like that again. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Dave's a good guy. So, how you do- what- what- Cody, what, what's happening? What are you doing? You're in a new island? No, or? I'm on the same island. I was visiting me mom. I was visiting my mom. It was originally supposed to be for, like, fucking just a week. Oh, that- But I, uh- The local I dialect? Her, the, uh, local dialect, me mom? Out there in mom? Yeah, I was visiting me mom. <laughs> I was supposed to visit for a week, but I uh I dinged up her pickup truck and I felt like I'd be a big ol' asshole if I uh dented and ran, so I hung out while uh nothing else happened to it. Well, I was surprised. The uh the wrench thrown into roast mortem was because an Asian couldn't drive. It was just, yeah. it was the parking. There was a fucking retaining wall there. Part driving, uh, yeah, part of driving. Cody. All I hear is ni hao ma over there. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna go that far. <laughs> that hot racism up top. Yeah, just let's start it off. Yeah, cheery racism. Tom, what about you? Ni hao ma. Uh, ni hao ma to you too, Travis. I what did I do this week? I I've been spreading myself thin, working the podcast. Uh, making mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. to get some sun, working out, getting diarrhea, eating things. too much salad almost every day. All important things. Hard-boiled eggs every Tom, morning. That's my life. What are you doing? You have to yourself? send me pictures of the salad or of the post salad. Yes. No the bowl salad. <laughs> like, is it coming out in logs anymore? Or is it just like a like shotgun? It's pellets? evening logs and morning spray. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And it's fine. You it make a I'll cabin like, with that, probably. All very soft. Not having any problems with the, the, the draining, the plumbing, that's all fine. I know that's where our listeners would go, because yeah. shitting irresponsibly, it's something that all responsible people have to deal with. Because would have had to call the ghost hunters on you, because they're plumbers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Roto-Rooter, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And if I, I could speak on behalf of Mike, um, he had a pretty good week, too, but his car's in the shop. See, 
How can you explain wh- <laughs> how Mike is and what he's doing? But with Cody, you're just like, oh, he did a uh, naughty, or he can't get out of his fucking hammock. <laughs> it's like, we, ex- we let the fucking people at home know Mike's safe and okay and doesn't need any bail money. There's more adventure to that. Just like, yeah, Cody's just like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Maybe he's a torso in a gutter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you've got that, that Asian mysteriousness. You have to, you know, I, we could, you could have been in Shanghai creating a new identity. Or just home. Yeah, or just in a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Travis, uh, I rarely ask this question. Um, what'd you eat this morning? Hey. What'd I eat this morning? I had a breakfast sandwich. It was great. There you go. Uh, what? But my week, thanks, We didn't Tom, ask about that. My week was pretty darn good. I'm also running, I'm also uh, firing on all pistons and all angles. <laughs> Uh, cause I'm moving right now. I've got a lot of work and I'm doing a podcast. Um, but I d- got a little bit of time to go on a little Oregon safari and it was a lot of fun. What? Explain I, yourself. I drove, I drove up to, um, Crater Lake, which is the deepest lake in North America. It's the top of a volcano. Wow. Okay. Fucking and high. It's like really high up there. It's like 7,000 feet at that high lake. Yeah, and then I also went to the last Blockbusters, which was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Did you rent anything? Yeah. Uh, no, because I didn't have a car, and now I want to sign up. But it was <laughs> actually kind of... What are they going to do? <laughs> I bought us some shirts and shit, but it was kind of weird being in there because it's like COVID times, and there's like families that legitimately use this place for like to rent their movies. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm just in there like, oh my God, I remember when I got a movie when I was little. Yeah, remember when my life was less convenient? It was just like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's my week. That's cool. <laughs> Blockbuster, High Lake, Deep Bottom. Yeah. Did you get to the deep bottom? bottom High Lake? No, they don't let you swim in it. I tried to. They don't let you swim the, the Blockbuster? State, state Department. Yeah, I tried to swim. I brought Kitty Pool in the Blockbusters. Filled up with butter flavor topping. Oh no, <laughs> pretty gross. Slam around. That might be fatal. Nah, I'm here. Okay. A mouthful of raisinets to make sure you won't go hungry. Mm. Uh, sounds like a good time. Well, anyway, Those... we have a long episode tonight because that's what oh, you yes, told me before we were rolling. So we should do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, who <laughs> is on the chopping block tonight, sir? Wait, you guys don't know how to do this. So ask me the thing. Thanks, Cody. You're welcome. Dude, my You're in a dojo right my, now. My feng shui is all off. I have no rhythm right now. I've been we didn't do it last week. Mike's not here. Got diarrhea. I need your help. Fi- Both here. So the listeners already know who we're doing, and you guys already know who we're doing. I'm going to ask you guys a question. How much do you know about America? Um, <laughs> Ten. <laughs> How do I follow that? Um, I know 1776 about America. I know 69 about America. But we're going to take America. everything you knew about America and flip it on its dick this episode. That sounds painful. I like it. Yeah. Even the holiday that we just celebrated a couple weeks ago, not, ev- not even the right date, you dummies. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I better return those hot dogs then. 
<laughs> the ones you already <laughs> ate? <laughs> well, I still have Get them. Get them up. <laughs> so tonight, we are roasting Samuel Adams. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I sh should have told you guys to... I should have told you guys to pick up that piss that they call ale, Sam Adams ale. It's Boston Lager. Mm -hmm. And so they make an ale. It's not bad. And uh, it's piss. Travis's fucking English is coming out. <sighs> yeah. It's garbage. Not terrible. <laughs> I've had a lot worse beers. I drink it. All I right. Well, we're going to reach for it at the at the convenience store, but I would drink it if it. Was like some of the last things at the party before I get into the ammonia. There's uh, so that's pretty much all you guys know about Sam Adams, right? Just the beer, the chilling in Boston. Yeah, yeah, chilling in Boston. Mm -hmm. He was a is either a tavern owner or a tavern keep, I assume. Ah, uh, see, everything you know about Sam Adams is not really the case. Sam Adams was a very mysterious figure in the Revolution. Um. And he doesn't quite have the same fame as old Donkey Teeth George or Swivel, swivel Chair Tommy J or even his second cousin, John Adams. Second oh. cousin and second U.S. president Look at as that. well. Names. Mm. Um, but we... <laughs> this is a great story. But we all know... Yeah, but we yeah. all know about Sam. We know about the name Sam Adams. We don't know really much about him. And I think we're entering a little bit of conspiracy territory here, Tom. So maybe we can call upon an expert. Right oh, here. Shit. I'll do my best. I'm gonna have to mask my voice so people don't know yeah. it's me. Sam yeah. Adams in 5G. Yeah, goes way deep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sam famously burnt almost all of his letters and memoirs. Was he covering something up about the revolution? Of course, that's Let, why you do let's, that. Let's find out. <sighs> all right, cool. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. I burnt all my homework before I handed it in. <laughs> you just coughed ashes onto your teacher's desk and moonwalked away. Do your parents smoke, Tom? I'm eight. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much my answer to all of my math tests. Mm. Eight? I'm eight. <laughs> Find X. Yeah, even, I'm in eight. High, even in high school, it's like a trigonometry. And Travis is like, I'm eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, they put me in pre-calc. That was hilarious. So Sam Adams was born to Sam Adams. No, I hate it already. In Boston, Massachusetts in 1722. The Adams family. Ha ha ha. Ha! That's a goth show that before goths. <laughs> uh, the Adams family were hardcore Puritans. The old pilgrim style of Christianity. The ones that burnt witches. And we're afraid to jerk off because Satan might bust on them it's and take a picture. Constant threat. Yeah. Yeah. The, the particular denomination they were were Congregationalists, which is the same as Henry Beecher. So if you want to learn more about Henry, about Congregationalists, you go listen to Henry Beecher. I'll write that down. Is that, what is that on? Uh, Roast Mortem, the show? Uh, it's on Ancient Aliens Mortem. Oh, I watched that one already. <laughs> So Sam Adams Sr. was the deacon of his church, took religion and education very seriously with mm -hmm. his familia, as they would say, south of the border. Yeah. In Boston. South of the border, Boston border wall. Keep going. Yeah, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop yet. Uh, when Papa Adams was not going to church, uh, he was praying about all of his skin sinning, you know. Skin sin. 
You know, he's just like doing these prayers. And when he wasn't like touching his flute and making sins, uh, he was running a brewery that supplies many of the Boston drink tanks. All right. Mm. Not a bar or a tavern, but perhaps a brewery. Yes. Uh, Thus is where the whole Sam Adams beer comes from. It's not the same family, but uh, Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. believe the brewery is in Boston, Sammy Adamsini. You ever go to that place, McSorley's in the city? They have two types of beers. It's the light and the dark one. I love that place. Yeah, me too. And they also serve like liverwurst sandwiches. They do. That's and cool. sawdust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that complimentary? Mm, no, they s- Cheap, no, though. Yeah. Mm, you wouldn't premium. notice it. Oh, okay. So taverns and pubs were an important part of pre-revolution life in America. Think of it like the English pub. You know, it's a place to get drunk, finger bang someone in the bathroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you just hang out, forget about your wife and the brat kids, you know? Of course. Mm-hmm. Old timey. Yeah. It's like I don't even have kids, and like every time I'm in a tavern, I'm just like, oh, "This is great." No kids, double no kids for me today. So that said, there were a lot of taverns in Boston, and the Adams family was pretty well off. I mean, all that beer making made Sammy Junior, Sam Adams. You know, the Sam Adams we're talking about. Right. Uh-huh. He was one of those kids that would kind of show up in senior year of high school in a Lexus. And try to impress like motorheads about the luxurious interior, complete with automatic anal douching features. Right, I've seen that, but also not knowing yeah. anything about the car. Yeah, gotcha. mm. all right, that's good. Right. That is good. <clears throat> that's good painting of pictures, <laughs> Travis. You did it real nice right it. there. Thanks, Tom. Do I pass the SAT? I'm not your teacher. So we don't know much about Sam's youth. He went to something called a dame school when he was oh. six. Weird. Uh, and a dame school was just a less kraut way of saying kindergarten. So before the Germans came here, we'd say, you're going to dame school, little Johnny. We're going to turn you into a dame. Or rather, we're going to put you in a room with a bunch of dames. Yeah. Because that's that the only good. thing they're good for. Making sure kids have milk. <laughs> when they're six. <laughs> have you ever heard of someone doing like fucking breastfeeding like way too late? Yeah, I have. Um, I was homeschooled when I was younger, and for some reason, I think that like some of the kids that I homeschooled with, because like you're not you're not always by yourself. Like once a week, they bring you to like a place to go play with other kids. This didn't right. last yeah. very so long. So you don't turn into a real weirdo. Yeah, exactly. They want you to at least know how to say people's names and whatnot. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of those kids were like I met them, shook hands as a seven year old with their. <laughs> Their own <laughs> mouths on mom tit, and that was like normal. Oh. The moms were talking, the tits were just hanging out, and they're like, you know, they're in the, the boob jungle. Yeah, and you're just there eating ladies. Lunchables or something, right? I was eating like um, pretty much what I'm eating today. I'm just eating oatmeal and hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> just the comfort food. Yeah. Ladies, at some point, I know, you know, it's your nipples. You guys, like, not let the kids do it anymore. <sighs> it's important for but science. But the thing is, like... It, it it's this weird like curve of acceptance. It's like when you're a kid, totally fine to suck on titties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like seven. That's weird. But as soon as you get back into like maturity, eighteen, nineteen, be on all the titties you want, just not your mom's. Yeah, definitely not your mom's. Okay. Not you. Not your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a big definite there. So anyway, after his uh, dame school or kindergarten. He enrolled in the Boston Latin School, 
which was founded in 1635 and was America's first public school. Wow, I'm just imagining like someone with a hardcore Boston accent like JFK just trying to do his best with Latin. <laughs> Dominos! Uh, Sorrente! <laughs> Chowda! <laughs> That's what Travis would say there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dominos should make chowder. It's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, so he graduated from Latin school at 13 and then followed in his father's footsteps and went to Harvard. Wow. Right there. Harvard University. You may, might think, wow, 13 years old, going to Harvard. This mm -hmm. dude's a genius. <laughs> a a genius? <laughs> Okay. But not really. That was kind of the normal age because most people would like eat rat poop pies and shit and die when they were like 40. So career oh, okay. life was kind of truncated back then. So they just like 13 coming of age. You can come on something. You're going to university. You know how to Harvard. cook your own hay. You can go to school with the boys. <laughs> and then later you're a lawyer. Hello, 16 year old lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it. Dude, I can't even imagine a 35-year-old lawyer now. I know, right? <laughs> there's a there's a lawyer that we went uh, the, great guy, but he has a nickname called his name Blackout. Uh -huh. And now he's a lawyer, and I've seen this guy get dirty drunk, you know, before he passed the bar and everything. Now he's a respectable lawyer, but he was like He was at the bar before he passed the bar. I see blackout every now and then. He's still blackout, and he's a lawyer. But I'd hire he's him like if I got into trouble. He knows his stuff. Yeah, I, for sure. <clears throat> I remember I walked into a bar, and he was not. He was on the floor, but he was seated on the floor. It's not like he <laughs> fell. And I just see him there, and I'm just like, "Oh, buddy, let me help you back up onto your bar stool." And I pick him. I start picking him up, and like he turns into like the the fucking liquid Terminator somehow. And he's just like, "No," and like. Somehow, like, kung fu, like, evade grips me and then resumes drinking on the floor. And I was just like, wow, that, that, that guy's spry for a, a drink. A drink <laughs> so just imagine that guy, but it's a 16-year-old, and he's been drinking since he was seven. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So college life back then was pretty strict. Every day, the students had to get up uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning and say their prayers. Uh, yeah, that's uh -oh. shitty. What kind of prayers? There was plenty of time prayers for shenanigans. Oh, well, good old fashioned shenanigans. I fucking love hijinks. Yeah, hijinks. Um, there are many accounts of our founding fathers that we'll probably get into in a later episode of setting off fireworks in the dorms, spying on the lady titties. <laughs> um, but for Sam Adams, he was a bit of a book nerd. He kind of just kept his head down. The only mark that he did get against him was that he was caught with a bottle of liquor in his dorm and was fined five shillings. That's um, not that uh, bad. Hmm. It's not that bad, but keep in mind, he's like, he's like 15. He's a party kid. Party kid. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously that's going to set him in motion to hate authority and want to set up a new government. Oh, my God. Yeah. He didn't yeah, do anything gonna... wrong. He just has something that should be illegal anyway. He, it also is going to set him up for a lifelong uh, drinking problem. Uh, well, I don't think those yeah. exist. I think that's a we'll figment we'll of, of your imagination. I mean, we just got done with a character called Blackout, but sure. He doesn't have any problems. Conspiracy starts now, Tom. All right. <laughs> I'm so, giddy. Uh, 
during this time, during his time at Harvard, Sam developed a love. I'm talking about the conspiracy, talking about the drinking conspiracy. Obviously, this conspiracy is not ready to start yet. But we're going to get into that. Right. Damn. Okay. Ah. <laughs> All right. So during his time at Harvard, Sam developed a love for political philosophy, in particular, uh, one guy named John Locke. Oh, okay. You yeah. might have heard of John Locke. He's a good guy. E. Locke. Um, Locke was all about the natural rights of human beings. And in Sam's college notebook, right next to the classic S drawing and the a penis captain stabbing a penis whale with a yeah. penis captain, Sam copied down a quote from Locke. And it's like right in his thing. It says, it is the right of the people to withdraw their support from a government which fails to fulfill its trust. If it does not, if it does not persuade, uh, if this does not persuade the government to live up to its obligations, it is the right of the people to overthrow it. Amen. There you go. Easy peasy. Yeah. You got your government should do shit for you. If not, you should fucking get out of here. If they're not doing shit, they should at least just not get in your way. <laughs> yeah. Stay over there. Yeah. So John Locke at the time, this was crazy shit. Like if you think about like the anarchist cookbook mm -hmm. when we were kids. I mean, that goes back to the 70s, I think, right? But I remember they talked a lot about it with Columbine and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's on some watch list in libraries, but it's, yeah, I think it was the 60s or 70s that that book came out. Kind of interesting. I don't know. Uh, not very aptly named. It's it's more of a terrorist cookbook. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what that is. Well, John Locke was just that. I mean, these kids were reading it. John Locke was English, by the way. Um, yes. but he came out with these really radical ideas and people were like, oh, wait, we don't have to like listen to the government. Ron mm. Paul now. Yeah. Ron Paul. But it, I don't think at this point, Sam didn't really hate the British yet. Um, he probably, he probably started to have that kind of rebellious teen thing going on, but right around the time he was graduating, shit hit the fan with his family. And that's going to start where he's going to start being like, I don't like the British no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sam Adams Sr., we're going to go back a little bit while he's in college. Sam Adams Sr. started a private bank with the, uh -oh. sole, with the sole intention of printing money. Okay. Uh-oh. This is, this is yeah. like this crypto shit right here. It, yeah, it's very crypto. So wow. The, the thing is, is in 1730, in 1739, Massachusetts was hit with a currency shortage, which is kind of a strange concept when you think about it, but this was the colonies and they used British currency that was minted in Britain. And because there was so much commerce happening in Boston, there wasn't enough physical cash to go around. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem so that like we a would never face because... We don't have to worry about it. We have uh, PayPal. And we Pat have strippers, yeah. where you have si endless singles. You need singles. Mm -hmm. And we got Rick from Pawn Stars. <laughs> yeah. We know how, how much everything costs. We can just put it in assets. Yeah. That's, God bless Rick from Pawn Stars. Yeah, I can exchange this $1,000 guitar to have $40 in cash. Good. To work around the shortage, <laughs> that is. Yeah, of course. And that, you see that? Do you see that cereal on that guitar? That means that it's worth fifty dollars. I'm giving you a deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so Sam Adams Senior and his buds started printing this currency that they backed by land that they owned. So people Ooh. would have something to exchange 
um, for their services that was yeah. backed by a physical thing. That's weird. Land-based currency? Yeah. Wow. I'm sure the Native so Americans like, were not happy about that one. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, they're like, what is this currency? You gave us shells, you assholes. <laughs> Don't forget the smallpox blankets. Yeah. At least do shells. Yeah, so people really liked the Adams and his buddies for doing this because now they had money to buy straw fleshlights or whatever the hell they were buying back then. Mm. It was straw fleshlights. Yeah. Um, but the royal governors found out, and they're like, no way, dudes. Uh, the only thing that is traded in the British Empire, pound sterling, you idiot, has to have the king on it. There you go. This guy's a dick. You got to trade this dick. Y yeah. Uh, so... They held Sam Sr. Um, and his land ba bank liable uh, to return all the money used in gold and silver. Wait, So it was what? like, all that money that you put out there that's like in circulation, you have to pay us in gold for like those transactions. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, was it a taxation thing? No, it was more like a litigation thing. Like they took him to court. And, and they like, sued him for... Well, issuing his own currency? Yeah. That's really shitty. But, alright. I mean, could he, couldn't he have circumvented that by just be like, oh, these are land coupons, sire? Yeah, but it's still, it doesn't have the king's face on it. You need to have the king's goatsy image okay, so it's on not, your bill. Well, what about mm -hmm. if he mm -hmm. just put, um, like, crop circles on all the property of King George's face? Uh, he'd be like, and now I will have to build a giant tower to gaze upon the king. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look top down okay. king while I'm riding that bitch. So this seriously impacted the Sam Adams family wealth. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a debt that not only affected Sam Sr., but because like the way things work, it rolled over to his son after he died. Mm. Ah. If anyone in your family has debt, you do not owe, you do not Oh, the government. That. You can't inherit. You can't that. inherit it. They will unless try to get it from you. Yeah, unless you do something try to get it stupid, from you. like sign, like sign a paper that says you're inheriting it. It's but, actually very, yeah. uh, pretty scary. I think there's like verbal agreements and stuff too. Yeah, but you can counter and be like, "Oh, I don't know who answered my phone that day. You spoke with an imposter." But that's true. But tomato, tomato, fuck it. But anyway, back then that didn't exist. It was like your dad owes you owe. Um, so mm -hmm. now Sam Adams Jr. had a reason to hate the establishment because they fucked over his family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stick it to the man. Irregardless. Uh, I hate you. I hate you so much. Yeah, that was bad. Irregardless. Travis. Irregardless. It was so impactful. <laughs> irregardless. His Fuck family yeah. was still rich. Right. Still had Stop money. They saw this brewery going on. Cody's still fuming about my irregardless. Don't do it. Eerie, irregardless. Lake Erie. No. Um, but now, young Sam had his master's at Harvard. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of did something weird. He refused to connect with the aristocracy. So this 5'6 rich kid that refused to wear powdered wigs, which was the, all the rage at the time, basically because mm -hmm. it protected your hair from lice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. He'd walk around in the same red coat every day, a stinky old coat with patches that he, you know, put on it, and he he'd walk around from tavern to ha tavern, getting pissed and talking to like the common man. I like it. I know That's guys like that. It's kind of like 
I, there's one guy I'm thinking of in particular that came from kind of a wealthy background, but then he pretended to be Jack Kerouac. It's like that. Yeah. Like a Jack Kerouac. All right, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Everyone has two coats, and he's just like, fuck the two-coat system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only need one. And everyone's like, we all know you need one. You're not making much of a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you put on a wig? It, it protects your head from lice. Because don't need it. It's like, we know you don't need it, but you might want it. Yeah. And he you would, can afford it, so you might want it. Sam, I feel like Sam Adams would definitely not be wearing a mask right now. I was just about to say similar. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't need Good. Well, he's he'd also live in the middle of nowhere. What Boston? Yeah, yeah, he'd move. <laughs> Boston's too fucking pretty now. Jamaica oh, yeah. Plain. Mm-hmm. So uh, this whole thing about him connecting with the common man was like his big charm. Uh, he would listen to their problems, talk politics, and get blackout drunk with them. He'd buy them beer. That's what the real charm. Was. Yeah, yeah, the real charm. Buying them beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it works. It, it it works on grown men. That is a type of charm that works on grown-ass men, irrefutably. I, Absolutely. I can think of five or six guys who have sucked dick just because got bought too much beer. Not even because they needed it. Just got bought too much beer. Now they were sucking dick. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. This happened. Oh, man. Yeah. They just didn't want to be rude. Well, they just yeah, got Yeah, that's sucked. what I was going to say. That's not rude. Right, but like we got 37 patrons that buy us beer on a monthly basis. What are you going to do to them? Send me your dick in the mail, and I will get it sucked. I won't do it, but I will get it sucked. <laughs> You're going to outsource it to China? <laughs> Wait, but Tom, if they buy you 10 beers, you can't just leave. You at least give them a hand jibber or something. No, I'm Come leaving. On. At 10 beers? Yeah, give them a hand jibber. That's a shot. expensive. At least around. feather some balls. I, I spin around. Yeah. I buy them a shot. They didn't see it. Oh, I'm accepting beers all night. Okay. Charity, charity, charity. Bam! Give me some expensive whiskey that I can't pronounce so I can show this guy that I'm not going to suck his penis. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So beside all this chatting up the porn, the porn, <laughs> <laughs> wow. besides all this chatting up the porn again, his dick sucked. Oh, um, gross. Sam had to do something for a living. You know, he's got a master's degree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcasts so haven't been invented yet. Yeah. Here's where we see him go from one job to the next, failing along the way. Like any spoiled rich kid. The guy yeah. just couldn't hold down a job. Okay. Um, Makes sense. So his first job out of college was with Thomas was with Thomas Cushing's counting house. <laughs> Back when How you could easy. Just count shit for that a living. That sounds easy. I could do that. <laughs> Anyone can count, really. Yeah. How high do numbers go? Can't be forever. It's like 12. If you reach the top, you just start over and say you got one of the other batch. <laughs> 20 yeah. and 20 and 20. How many is that? It's a bunch. You figure it out. I got the numbers. You add them together. So yeah, I have it's a counting 20, house, 20, not a multiplication 20. Yeah. <laughs> You do your own multiplying. I will count yeah. in batches of 20 or 15. That's about it. <laughs> so a counting house back then was like a modern accountant. They did bookkeeping, pretty much. Uh, got it. Uh, and they also could count. You just hear outside the building. A lot of I mean, people counting. Um <laughs> The cacophony of just not a very yeah not a very interesting job, but it pays the bills. It was one of the best ways you know accountants always make money throughout history. You control the books, you make money. Mm, Good point. Mm. Uh, So Sam only lasted a few months there before he quit, saying he was far too interested in politics and drinking at the pub to be a good merchant. 
Nice. I like how I like how you said like a few months. Like he didn't even bother counting how many months he spent there. <laughs> yeah, right. You counted like, for how, a how long have you been there? Few. Few. Dude, don't talk to me about counting. I've been counting all day long. If you'd say one number, I'm gonna hit yeah, you. Yeah, it's like some kind of irate, abusive accountant. Accountant. Yeah. Like you even say like, "How was today?" And he's like, "What? What did you say?" I know that number. <laughs> so Pop Adams was pissed. He's like, mm. "I just paid all this money to send my son to get the very." Best education in the colonies. And he's like, but I don't want it. So he's okay. like, Sam, like, I wanted you to become a lawyer or some shit. You're not going to do that. Um, just set up a business. I'm going to give you a thousand pounds, which in today's money is about 30 or $300,000 to set up a business. Go start a business. I'm speechless. So, yeah, yeah, he gave him a quarter of a million dollars to set up a business. What'd he do? Make taffy? <sighs> so, Sam takes the money. And within a few months, it was all gone. Uh, 500 of the pounds went to a friend who had been hit with financial difficulties. Aww. And somehow he was like, you need the money. You should pay me back, but you don't have to. Oh, I'm rich. <sighs> Whenever you're like... You tell someone you don't have to pay me back, just you're not going to be paid back. Mm -hmm. You can you can just collapse all the uncertainty out of the equation and just say, I'm not get, just, just admit you're not getting paid back when you say you you don't have to pay me back. Yeah. And the other five hundred five hundred pounds went towards, I'm assuming, getting hand jibbers in the yeah. Bar. Expensive ones too. Yeah, Martha, I would like to, I would like to be procure a hand Can I uh, interest you in our finest? We have a uh, spider lady here. We've done <laughs> mm -hmm. all the nails, and she's going to pull, pull, pull till your heart is empty. You understand? Give me a molasses hand job. Mm -hmm. That will be five pounds. Ooh, times so, twenty. Yeah, Sam <laughs> five. What? <laughs> Sam defended this by saying some bullshit like money isn't everything, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This was the type of shit that he used to say all the time. He just wasn't interested in money uh, at all. Well, it, it makes sense how he's uh, disillusioned with money because like money problems he inherited from his dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense why he's not a fan, a huge fan of money as, you know. He's also spoiled. Like, the only people who ever say money isn't everything are people who have all their needs taken care of. Like, when you have to pay your rent and you're paying a, you're working a shitty job, that is everything. That money represents everything. So it's the most infuriating thing when a rich person goes, yeah, money isn't everything, dude. It's like, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so just to add to your thing is that Sam Adams was always poor. Like they, in the book I read, he was like, oh, he was always poor, like a man of the people. And they called him poor Adams. But he <laughs> like he was so poor that he didn't couldn't afford shoes unless if his dad bought him shoes. So this man is like, daddy, buy me Nikes. I can't wear shoes. Buy me children to make me Nikes. Yeah. Ooh. Make me uh, Nikes sounds way more old old time in old timey than it should. Make me Nikes. Make me Nikes. 
New Jordan I just turned style. Jamaican for that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, that's not racist. No. It's cute. So he's a completely non-functioning idiot. Uh, but anyway, so by 1747, <laughs> this worthless brat established a populist group called the Whipping Post Club. <laughs> ah, sounds sounds good. Sounds like a fun time. Sounds good. Night. Yeah. Um, and they called themselves the Whipping Post because its members had <laughs> shop whip-like language towards government officials. Oh. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, kind of lame. Yeah, that so... sounds British. Really British for some reason. They're like fake British also. <laughs> yeah. um, so their their tongues were so sharp. And whip-like. Yeah. 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 What are your policies on public transportation? Well, Yeah, they're just really uncreative. They're just like, fuck you. Your knickers are too short. Right. Ouch. <laughs> Zing. So, yeah. Whipping Here, posted away. You've yeah. been whipped. <laughs> um, so here's where Sam starts to become kind of like, I want to say, either an Alex Jones or a Young Turks just spilling garbage. Just right, garbage. Right. Mm -hmm. Ugh. So he starts a newspaper called the Public Advertiser, uh, okay. which mainly featured editorials written and edited by Sam Adams. Um, okay. And his goal was to defend the rights and liberties of those who worsted cap and leather apron, which basically just means like working class men. Because when like a, a craftsman would wear like a hat and a leather apron, apron. it was a uniform. So yeah. Those paper hats, yeah. they have the delis, Le yeah. leather uniform, it's just old yeah. ham. So, <laughs> I'm getting there's a lot of leather and whips yeah. associated with Samuel Adams in his young days. He's big on the leather and whips. Um, so obviously this rag was not making him any money. Uh, the publication was probably costing him money, mm -hmm. uh, if anything. Uh, 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 what happened here? <laughs> what happened here? Why is there furry porn in my slides? Okay. So, um, in March of 1748, Sam Adams Sr. dies at the age of 58. <laughs> Another number? Yeah. <laughs> Sam is pretty bummed. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that doesn't stop him from hitting up the reverend officiating his father's funeral, his daughter, Elizabeth Checkley. Okay. So, yeah. like, he's at his dad's funeral, and he's literally checking out the reverend's daughter and be like, oh, what's up, baby? My dad just died. <laughs> I don't think I should spend tonight alone. <laughs> I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's obviously not a good thing, but it's not such a bad thing. People yeah. grieve differently. Yeah. Some people grieve... So uh, with hard cocks. Yeah. Yeah, so Sam starts macking game with Elizabeth uh, for a year, and then BAM! Sam's mom dies. Oh, now <laughs> I he's, he's going to get married. He's rounding second base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's probably wishing for that, too. It's like, I need another parent to die so I can get laid. You know, yeah, seven, Sam Adams Jr., smooth. Seven Killed months two parents later. to get laid. 
Seven months later, Liz and Sam get married, and Sam is legally allowed to stick it in the butt. Oh. Is he, though? No, not really. He probably no. burned at the stake for that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's a warlock. He's a warlock for pleasuring her in the other hole. The nether hole. Yeah, it's crazy to think that things that we did probably sometime this week would have got us burned at the stake back then. <laughs> Without yeah. thinking about it. The things we did mm -hmm. to our bodies or... or uh, drugs we smoked or things we snorted, yeah. totally normal things, we'd be dead back then. Dead. Many times over. Yes. I can't believe this laundry list of shit! <laughs> he uses fabric softener! <laughs> By Jove! Uh, so, you'd think that after his father's death, you know, Sam stood to make a pretty handsome inheritance. I mean, he's got that whole, like, lawsuit thing going on, but his dad had tons of money, tons of property. Like, that's just like paying a student loan, right? Like, oh, okay, I got to pay the government, you know, every month. Yeah, no big mm -hmm. deal. No biggie. Oh, yeah, so the big thing <sighs> that Sam Adams Sr. had that was a huge cash cow and safe from the government was the Adams Brewery. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. There it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here is where conspiracy starts and where uh, America, the America th you thought you knew, Master uh -huh. Brewer, Sam Adams, mm -hmm. not so much, not so much. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for the truth. Yeah. The truth is about to be revealed. Good. I shaved my legs today, guys, just because I knew <laughs> I'd have to run fast to keep up with these truths. Yeah. Even though the modern Sam Adams Boston lager the the shit that tastes like diluted gutter runoff. All right, we'll tell you that it start all started with Sam. He was the first American brewer. It's a lie because the Sam Adams Brewery was actually a malt house. Um, if I'm an idiot and don't know the difference, if, okay. only if, please explain it to me. Okay, uh, I so, second that question. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, so the Adams would make malt, uh, which is something you use in beer that the okay. brewer, that the breweries would buy from the malt house. So nothing for human consumption would come out of this malt house. Right. The malt house like made like the mash of barley or whatever you're like turning into alcohol. It basically is like a soup of shit that they use to like ferment a, the beer so a slurry this is an important part of the process and yeah. if we were to look overlook that we were ourselves we ourselves roast mortem would be considered un-american to question the wording on that bottle yeah okay all right just want to clear that up it's, sure. it's gonna get worse dude <laughs> so sam adams was known as a malt teaser which is what you call a a malt man Guy, I thought that's what they called those butt plugs with the tails coming out of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Little Davy Crockett butt plug, right? So here's where your minds get blown again, right? Sam's got this <laughs> lucrative malt house, and he doesn't Ew. do shit with it. He just ignores the business, and it suffers a slow and painful death until 1796 when it went out of business. Boo. Bad businessman. So this myth of Sam being the... Like, I've heard... I think it was the guy from um, Dog's Head Lager. What's that one? Dogfish? 
dog dog fish, head. There's dogfish head and then there's flying dog. Right. I heard one of them say like, oh, you know, brewing in America is like a tradition. It all goes back to Sam Adams. And he was like in the in the pubs and brewing beer. This dude had a malt house and he fucking failed at it. And he just like let it go out of business. Well, uh, the letting businesses run their course is also very American. So you're not well, really yeah. blowing my mind right now. Well, I but you just visited a blockbuster and celebrated <laughs> that, and now you're I did. condemning his old malting process. All right, but here's the thing: is also if you want to get on the fact of this is really American for someone like Sam Adams who championed the working class and would you know write about the common man's blight by neglecting his business, which was a major employer in Boston, especially if he can't hold a job down. Yeah, by neglecting his business, he made so many workers lose their job at the malt house. All right, well, that's not uh, that's not very nice, but it's also his freedom. <laughs> to fuck people over? I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, it is. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't wear a mask. Very American. No mask there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's neglecting to run this business, but he's still writing his bullshit newspaper about how the common man's getting fucked over. Um, like he's podcasting. Yeah, and Sam Sam would visit. Sam would attend the Boston town meetings. Now, I don't know if you've ever, have you guys ever been to a town meeting? Yes. There's always that no. one person, and you look at them like they always stand up at whatever whatever that zoning issue is. They have a tote bag on, and everyone on the council knows who they are because they're there every week. Mm. Yeah, there's fucking Jacob, a fucking. Complaining like he's Jacob got nothing better. With a silent H. <laughs> Ew. That was Sam Adams. He was there every oh. time. He was complaining about every little fucking thing that Boston Council had, you know, to do. But like, he's a patriot. Yeah, it's a real patriot. I stepped in shit. Why don't you do something about it? <laughs> Take a seat, Sam. We're not talking about horse no. shit right now. I still have four more minutes to talk about <laughs> shit. Could you save it for later? I know you, 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 you signed up to talk five times. We'll give you the third time to talk about <laughs> shit. Shit. I'll talk about it all. <laughs> so he was there long enough where in 1753 he was elected to an unpaid position inspecting and evaluating Boston schools. Like, this guy really need, likes, yeah. This guy really likes not making money, doesn't he? Yeah, he hates making money, and they're pretty much just like, we got to get this guy, uh, give him something to do because he's really pissing us off. How do they inspect the schools and not yeah. actually give him any power? That's good. <laughs> yeah, no money. Uh, I mean, it it does make sense. Um, it's unfortunate that all these low paying government jobs always go to like useless kids, and then they climb the corporate ladder. I mean, the, yes. the government ladder. And then they get the actual jobs and make decisions life. for people that they've never even heard of. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. So s talking about climbing the government ladder in 1756, the cosmos played a cruel trick on Sam. And he was elected to the paid position of property tax collector. He's oh. an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not going to count that it's all there, but you know how much needs to be in this sack, right? It's got of King's face on it. That's what they said. King's face, a bunch of it. I don't count. 
Can't show the tire swing on my dad's property that he built for me. If I give this to my counters and they come back and say that this isn't enough and you counted bad, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to bring out one hammer. Ah, one! (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing is obviously with the whole land act thing or the land bank thing that I talked about, he didn't like property tax. Um, So he would let people off easy and not have them pay. Oh, my God. American hero. But here's the thing. So when you are a tax collector, and this is something that should absolutely, I think you've talked about it on the show before, Tom. This is something that should absolutely exist today, where if you're trying to collect someone's money, you are, they were responsible to pay for the money. Like, if they didn't collect all the money, it went to the tax collector to be like, well, guess you owe us money. You fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, making it responsible for the collection as opposed to putting it on the person because you can't expect people to just hand over their fucking money that they worked hard for. Hmm, hmm, yeah, hmm. so by 1765, Sam had amassed a debt of uncollected debts of over 8,000 pounds. So that's wow. over a million dollars today. Easily <laughs> why does he, why does he get put in such important positions? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like... I, I don't even know how to, to begin, like, drawing an analogy for this. Like, oh, make the guy who has hydrophobia responsible for watering the gardens. <sighs> Henry, turn Jesus on, the, turn on the, the, the hose, the slippery hose. Turn it on real quick. I don't yeah. want to look. If, if you have hydrophobia, every shower time can be an episode of Naked and Afraid. Yeah, I'm just naked now because I didn't actually get around to it because... <laughs> I saw this fucking highlights magazine and I decided to do the puzzle. <laughs> Naked. So when the tax collectors came to collect the tax on uh, the tax collector, Sam Adams, <laughs> um, they threatened to auction off his estates. And Sam, in return, threatened to sue anyone that tried to auction off his estates. So the sheriff <laughs> tried twice to auction off his house, but was met with incendiary threats written by Adams in his Boston papers and lawsuit documents. Incendiary threats. Cool grindcore name. Back when the pen was actually mightier than the sword. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because people don't have anything to do. They read the paper, if they can read, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this guy said it. This guy, Sam Adams, says that Joey is a bad boy. I'm not going to do business with him. (laughs) I did no the legwork. I did the legwork. I read it. That must be right. Back in the day when a tax collector failed to collect, most of the time they were embezzling the money. Now we uh, don't know uh, if yeah, Sam yeah. was doing that. They you know, they'd collect the money and then be like, "Oh, he didn't pay me a uh, 100 pounds." But then they put it in their pocket. Yeah. Um, but this is what Governor Thomas Hutchinson thought. He was like, dude, I'm going to lock this Adams up because he's just fucking taking people's money and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stealing from everyone. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. Wow. Forefather of America, possibly embezzler. Yeah. (sighs) Wacky. Oof. Um, (sighs) So before we move forward with more Sam Adams and his political crusade, let's talk a little bit about family life. What was happening in the Adams family? Tell me. Did I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Uncle Fester. Cousin yeah. it. 
So, family life. His wife, Elizabeth, was cranking out babies this whole time. Popping them out. Bam, bam, bam. Which meant more mouths to feed, right? You know, he's Unless you get one of those mouthless babies. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh model. <laughs> well, a few of them were mouthless because only two of six of the children would make it to, child, to, to adulthood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> infant mortality. A yeah. welcome joke on Roast Mortem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that was, well, honestly, it was probably a plus for Sam Adams because, again, he's poor. That means one less mouth to feed. But unfortunately, on Elizabeth's sixth child, uh, she gave birth to a stillborn and then died a few days later. I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want a refund. I'm going up God, to heaven. I'm, I'm going up to heaven to argue with the maker. Chase these bastards down. <laughs> you take land money. <laughs> so somehow uh, Sam uh, still broke his shit and still causing trouble with the governor a few years later he finds another Elizabeth Elizabeth Wells 2.0 yeah Elizabeth 2 Liz 2 so I know you just slipped up there but that, that uh, I, I just heard you say something that made me think of a nice way of uh, referring to a boner occurrence which is uh, causing <laughs> Chubble. Chubble. Yeah. <laughs> Man, she's causing trouble. I love that. Causing, can we make that a shirt? Causing trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Liz did not cause any trouble because she didn't pop out any kids. So she kept the cost low. Sam liked her. <laughs> yeah, th this efficient wife. <laughs> so now on to the meat and shrimp of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there. The surf and turf. You would. surf and turf, sir. Oh, a little side note. I just read something that shrimp is apparently carrying coronavirus, and I'm very upset because why would shrimp do me like that? Well, it's not the shrimp personally. Um, they're just a bunch of big old pink dummies. <laughs> all right. So aren't we all? I don't know. I'm just so upset. I'm hurt personally. Can you make this? Can you make it through this episode, Travis? Maybe. But let's talk about the kindling that sparked the American Revolution, and that was taxation. <gasps> uh oh, we're in it. We yeah, all we're know. Still fighting it. Yeah, we all know Americans hate being taxed. They really do. Um, and especially when they don't feel represented. I personally have never felt represented in my government. And I feel like <laughs> it's a republic. I feel like most people don't and are paying ridiculous tax for stupid military jets that are out of date before they ever fly or some private air airfield for a senator or Eper Jeffrey Epstein uh, selling underage holes to politicians. How huh. dare he? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where our money goes. You know mm -hmm. what? We deserve it. There's not enough fight back. Yeah. Um. So the shit we take today would have made uh, the colonists back in the day invent <laughs> the A-bomb in the yeah. 18th century and drop it on London. It would have sped, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the rage would have sped up technological process. <laughs> yep. Like, Sam would just be like, did you see this shit? What Dude. the fuck is nuclear fusion? Get me that, give me an Asian, quick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the federal income tax has only been around for 70 years. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest chunk of your paycheck. Yeah. And did you vote for that shit? No, I didn't. Nope. 
Oh. Anyway, let's continue before yeah. this gets too fucking Ron Pauly. I am <laughs> so uptight right now. <laughs> so, to give a little context about this taxation we're going to be talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, between 1754 and 1763, the British and American militias were fighting in the French, uh, fighting the French in the frontier of America, in a war that's called the French and Indian War. The rest of the world knows it as the Seven Years' War. So, if you're not from oh. America, Seven Years' War. Congratulations, you know more than us. Yeah, uh, this was a massive world war. It was literally fought across the world. But it started in America. Um, the British military had defended the American col colonies from French and their allied Native Americans raiding frontier towns. Um, and in return, they needed a little help to pay for the defense. Right? You'd, right. We got, a we got an army here. Got to help feed them. Freedom ain't free, baby. Yeah. So they enter a series of minor taxes that would piss off Sam Adams and a bunch of other Americans. They're like, we're not having this. And it was enough for them to protest, boycott, terrorize, loot, burn, and eventually start a war. And if that doesn't sound familiar, uh, I don't know. Just uh, why are you listening to this in? fucking show? What's going on? You need <laughs> some basic we? understanding. You don't have to pick sides, but know <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Why them hot dogs on the grill? Why explosions sky time? Why do we get chubs? Why are we allowed to swim in suits? Dude, First Amendment America. protects chubs. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Is that the second or first? Well, when it protects... Your right of speech is not limited to uh, v verbal speech or written speech. It's also... Uh, but that was what speech means. Cocks and balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's an interpretive dance that is centered around my cock and balls. Yeah, exactly. Deal yeah. with it. As Deal long with as it, it doesn't haters. touch anyone else, it's, that's freedom of speech. So all of this American rage, Sam Adams was at the center of it all. He was stoking the flames of the mobs, inciting violence, even creating false narratives and propaganda to support his side. They want to take away our cock and balls. Yeah. So <laughs> if you think of any news outlet today or even the current president just making shit up and starting conspiracies, that is what Sam is doing. You talking shit about Trump? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. All right. Your is that the reason you're, you, you have 40 slides? Yeah. That's the reason you have 40 slides. There's just one fucking, like constipated like central core of Travis's episode tonight and it's about conspiracies and fake news. All right, so let's talk about taxes then. We'll move on. So th the first one was the Sugar Act. It was one that everyone forgets about, so we're going to skip it. The Stamp Act. <laughs> <laughs> the cycle continues. Yeah. That's why they made stevia. Yeah, that's why they made stevias and oh, now you can put it in your lows. coffee and not feel bad. You can't tax my sweet and low or my equal. <laughs> All right. Exactly. So the Stamp Act. This was not a tax on stamps. I mean, stamps were included. It was a it was a it was a tax on every printed piece of paper. Um, to which you needed a stamp. Yeah, which you needed a stamp, including some weird items that weren't paper, like dice, for gambling. 
Well, those were stamped on. Yeah. There, there was there was a, a whole bunch of little King Georges on there. How yeah, many King Georges are we playing with like, CeeLo? Don't freak <laughs> out, but the Stamp Act kind of exists today. Every time you want mail to be moved from point A to point B. Yeah, so I, I will talk about that. Um, uh, something that is not really thought about. Uh, wait, 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 I don't even know what I'm reading right now. I'm just looking at words. Some yeah. <laughs> the words look back. Well, you wrote them when you were sober. Yes. How's it going with the drinking? Oh, great, dude. Did I'm they, actually drinking a, I'm drinking a LaCroix right now because I'm trying wow. to trick myself. <laughs> smart. Um, I love smart. it. So something that's not really thought about so much is who these taxes were really affecting. Firstly, like if you think about the average person in colonial times, paper was not something they really needed or used every day. So what do they wipe with their hand, dude. You're, <laughs> I don't know. They they ate only hard shit, so it came out fine. Yeah, and if, if it was dirty, myth. they grabbed a raccoon and wiped it. Or a small child. Yeah, <laughs> wearing a raccoon suit. So yes. this, yeah. <laughs> so this tax mainly just affected the rich Americans, the wealthy. Uh huh. Um, and not As it should. and yeah, and not all paper was equally taxed under this bill. Uh, things like diplomas, legal documents, and other ritzy items were heavily taxed. Um, okay. But if you Official wanted... documents. Yeah, if you wanted something like a calendar or a deck of cards or something like that, normal everyday items for a person, in some cases it was taxed, it was taxed less than your average sales tax. State sales well, tax. If you have it, mm, unlike mm, me. Mm, mm. <laughs> All right, fuck you. Fuck off. Yeah. Did you hear the part where we asked you to fuck off? <laughs> Bye, guys. So it's not really that big a deal. They're asking for a little bit of money. Sam felt this was fucked up because the how principal, the principal of it. How much? How much money? How much? Yeah, like what? What does a stamp go for back in ye olde colonial fucks? Well, as I said, it was like weighted. So I saw something that was like, if you wanted a deck of cards, it was about 50 cents equivalent, modern equivalent, tacked on your deck of cards. It seems like a lot. It's maybe a lot, but like, I don't know. It's not too bad. How much you pay for cigarettes? How much you pay for cigarettes? $14. I steal them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From Native Americans. Yeah. Native Americans. Steal your land. Steal (laughs) the shit that grows on your land. Give me that shit. So Sam was pissed off. And it was a principle of the fact that the colonies were not represented in Parliament when they made this bill. That was the issue here. Right. Or was it? Or was that the real issue? Because... Wait, what is that little fucking uh, rhyme that they used to do? No taxation without representation. Yeah, fall asleep all the babies, you know? No taxation (laughs) without representation. No to little bed. No. And then they threw them out to a fucking goat field. (laughs) Now, as you him. yeah, as you know, I'm a uh, I'm a loyalist. Uh, God save the queen. But uh-huh. I tried to yeah. I tried to put my uh, loyalty aside here when I was talking about this. Doesn't sound like it. I can't wait until loyalist becomes a hate speech term. Yeah, and you get canceled in twelve years from now. <laughs> it's all right. Deport me to Canada, please. I want free health care. No, they're worse nice. there. They'll fucking cancel you off the health care. 
Alright. Trudeau. You said loyalist once. You have to go live in the mountains, and you're not allowed to bring any Doritos. Oh, no. So, was it really the issue, though, of him not being represented? So, well, through all of his government roles, Sam had... At first, he was totally against the aristocracy, right? But he had right. made some aristocratic friends that held his same liberal, wacko ideals. Um, mm. And his most most wealthy supporter was John Hancock. A. Hand jibber extraordinaire. I think you put a D in there that doesn't actually belong in that. Yeah. Handcock. Yeah, hand in cock. You can't not laugh at that. It's comedy that writes itself. It's everyday man's material. Yeah. Yeah. Blue comedy. Yes. Larry the cable cock. <laughs> so John Hancock was one of the wealthiest men in Boston, and he had been profiting off of England's lack of laws, lack of enforcing laws on bootlegging. Um, so he was undercutting imperial markets by basically bringing ships into the harbor, harbor and being like, oh, I don't know, I got this tea. He's, a, he's, he's pirating. <laughs> yeah, he's a pirate. Like a bureaucratic like Wolf of Wall Street Smuggle pirate. boy. Right. He's just yeah. going around like, it's like, all right, all the ships have to come to this harbor. It's like, well, I just built the dock over there and they're just going there. And yeah. Have, they have all my stuff. And uh, I had this one guy who was working for me. He was a counter, but he lost his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So John at this point, um, John Hancock at this point was keeping a roof over Sam's head. Uh, he was basically just paying all the bills that Sam didn't pay for and kind of propping him up, you know, to live. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing it himself. Another man was James Otis. You don't really hear about this founding father because he went insane. Um, but he famously <laughs> coined the term taxation without representation. Is, there it is. Is tyranny, which is the real full thing. Tyranny. It's, not, it's tyranny. It's tyranny. Tyranny? Really? Tyranny. Yeah. Not tyranny. Yeah, tyranny. <laughs> it's it's I it's tyranny. Oh my god, that was <laughs> okay. a real smooth brain moment yeah, there. Dude, smoothest I no. could ever do. Tyranny. <laughs> it's tyranny. It's iRobot. He starred with Will Smith in iRobot. <laughs> Good. Um, also, by him going insane, uh, I mean, he did kind of go insane, but one of the reasons why people thought that he was going insane was he believed that black people were should be part of the democratic process. And a lot what? of people were like, no, you're insane. That's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> They're not allowed in the buildings. How can they vote? You're skipping steps here, <laughs> Otis. Well, to be, also, to be fair, wow. people were, were far more liberal in New England. Their slaver. Well, we'll get into that. I'll get into no, that. No, I, I know. I, yeah. I, I'm making a joke of the times. Yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Well, please don't take that out of context, anyone. And if you do, mm -mm. Uh, don't listen to this show, I guess. We're not really. We're not for it. Yeah. Give us your money before you stop listening. Yeah. So two things happened to Sam Adams during the Stamp Act. Two major things here. One was Sam formed the Sons of Liberty. And we'll get a little bit more into that in a bit. The second yeah. thing was that Sam developed a uh, benign familiar tumor 
which what is that? Is a perpetual, which meant that Sam was perpetually doing a Michael J. Fox Macarena and had a very shaky voice. Oh, poor guy. Oh, okay. So benign. Yeah, benign. So I really didn't see that coming. <laughs> The plot twist. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if it was set up so that didn't happen, and that makes it a twist. But uh, he's an ill man. Yeah, uh, not trying to make it political, but also when Trump mocked that guy that had the same issue, pro America. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Satan on the founding fathers, dog. Yeah, well, I mean, <sighs> all right. So the Go Sons ahead. of Liberty. Uh, you've probably heard uh, of them. The Sons of Liberty. For Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, I was to say not Metal Gear. Um, but it's a pretty cool name, right? Yep. Sons of Liberty. Strong. Were they racist? Uh, no. <laughs> it sounds like what you, that's what you're doing. No. Cool name, right? They're racist. Yeah, no. You're done. Another twist. Well, the thing was is Sam, who was the founder of it, actually didn't think of the name. He just... Uh, he has a writer? What? He's got a writer? Well, uh, the name was actually coined by Colonel Isaac Barry, who uh, predicted after they passed the newly formed tax that the Sons of Liberty would rise up against it. And so Sam read this article by this British dude. It was like, oh, that's a cool name. We're going to be called Sons of Liberty. Oh, uh, a little plagiarist boy. Pretty huh? neat. Yeah. Yeah. So the Boston Sons of Liberty were about 300 men. Um, and they would meet up in the isolated part of Boston called Boston Neck underneath a elm tree that they called the Liberty Tree. So oh, real God. high school tough guy shit. The Boston Neck sounds like the most unimpressive but painful sex position I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gratifying. No one's ever come that way. Don't try it. Only the sickos get off that yeah. way. No one's into it. And it doesn't even look good on film. <laughs> Starts fire sometimes. Yeah, a lot of rubbing, lot of rug burn, chafing, mm -hmm. wrong, wrong, uh, ch uh chub penalties, <laughs> chub penalties, Ma making trouble. Yeah, making so, trouble. So, what were you saying? Sorry, you were gonna say something, Tom? No, oh. I'm done. You could talk, please. Uh, just I start win. over me. Yeah, Cody wins. <laughs> uh, too too polite, victory. Too darn nice. <laughs> So Sam Adams sort of acted like a puppet master to this group of mobsters as they began to harass the soon-to-be Stamp Act collectors. Uh, the Sons would even go as far as tar and feathering some British officials. Um, so I feel like a, pe a lot of people have heard the term tar and feathering, and it sounds kind of funny, like, oh, like a little chicken. <laughs> no, it ruins <laughs> but, lives. But, yeah, uh, tar and feathering... Is one of the uh, most disgusting, immoral acts you can do to someone. Um, and I will describe what a tar and feathering is like. So, tar is hot and sticky. Uh, you've probably seen the Flintstones when they hang out in the tar pit or something. Uh -huh. uh, or seen a street. A street, yeah. You've yes. ever smelled that gross smell? A street. When you're driving? Um, <sighs> mm. So, these... These goons would find the tax men or whoever they didn't like. Um, they would hold them down, pour hot tar over them, and hot. the tar left third-degree burns, uh, which left yep. the skin permanently scarred. And then they would dump feathers on them to <laughs> cause the tar to make it harder to peel off the skin. So you are picking out the feathers 
which like made like big blistered chunks that you would just pick after nice. the tar had cooled. I love it. On top of this, the sons would often waterboard their victims with hot boiling water. Ooh. Is that waterboarding now or is it just killing a fucker? Yeah. They live might kill you. Sometimes. All right. Sometimes your roof. Okay. You know when you bite into hot pizza and you got that thing going on for the next day? It's like Bad. that, but worse. Ooh. And less tasty. Yeah. There was a lot no of taste at all. Yeah, a lot of Help, I'm dying. <laughs> no, we're doing this to you. Why would we want you to help? Your tongue is so big. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so on August 13th, 1765, the sons, the sons, the sons wow. hung up an effigy of Lieutenant uh, Andrew Oliver and a horned devil sticking out of a boot, which represent, <laughs> which represented Lord Boot, who was the leading Stamp Act supporter in the House of Lords. Oh, they made Muppets. Yeah, I was thinking they made like a little Mario guy when he's in the, the boot. Oh, like a Karibo <laughs> yeah. shoe? I love it. Um, so that night, the protesters marched, to the, marched through the streets chanting, Liberty, property, and no stamps. The riots marched mm. all the way to Andrew Oliver's house, which was looted, uh, making sure that they drank all the wine in the cellar before burning his <laughs> effigy on, in a bonfire in his front lawn. You don't need to make every statement sober. So I, I can no. get behind this. <laughs> Oliver was hiding in the attic with his family, and the, cra the crowd chanted for him to resign as stamp, app, as stamp distributor. Um, and Oliver, fearing for his life of his family and everything, agreed. It's like, all right, I'm not going to collect them stamps. <laughs> Don't need it. Want life? Don't need stamp money. The mob next turned to Governor Thomas Hutchinson's mansion. They looted his house, smashing in the walls and the roof, and burning all of his books in a massive bonfire on his front lawn. Oh, that well, that's dumb. Yeah, what does that remind me of? Um, Nazis. Nazis? Yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And then he probably didn't have any wine. If he had wine, they probably would have left him alone. <laughs> yeah, rude. What are all these yeah. books for? They're good for burning on your front lawn. Made a paper or just keep taxing because of paper? Let's get this prick. <laughs> Attack his paper. <laughs> just a bunch of guys stabbing books. <laughs> yeah, it was a dick stamp, though. It's <laughs> flopping dicks out. I can't read it. There's a giant dick. So you might think, where are the police? Uh, fooled you. Uh, no police back then. <laughs> you did not fool me. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, there was hardly enough uh, garrisoned redcoats in Boston to stop the hundreds of rioters. Um, yeah, they were defunded. So Garrison. Yeah. What happens? The Boston riots sent waves across the colonies, and many other sons and daughters of liberties were formed. Uh, until eventually the Stamp Act was repealed, and Adams was like, oh, hell yeah, this is happening. I'm, I did it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Glory hog, I see. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So just because the Stamp Act was repealed didn't mean Parliament was giving up on taxing the colonies. They got to make that skrill and save America from the Native Americans and French. Also, Taliban. What's that? You gotta save them. Oh, you yeah. Save yeah. America from the Taliban. You can't have fucking Al Qaeda. Those guys. Uh, yeah. So uh, they came up with a replacement act that they put fat, put forth called the Townsend Act, 
Uh, oh, yeah. And this was a tax on paint, tea, lead, paper, and glass. glass. Yeah. Um, they also decided to reinforce uh, an act that they had instated a few decades earlier called the Navigation Act, which made it hard for Americans to trade with any other nation other than Britain. Oh, now, the Navigation Act really fucked over our boy John Hancock, um, who had become the main financier of the Sons of Liberty, because he was trading with every, you know, he's like a little little bootlegger boy. He's got to get shit in he's hu- hand, he, right? He's got the hustle going. Yeah. Um, now, Sam was furious over the Townsend Act, and he declared a boycott on all British goods um, and used the Sons of Liberty to... Sorry, and used the Sons of Liberty gang to reinforce the boycott. So what isn't a British good at this point? Hentai? <laughs> well, here's... That's Japan, and then... Yeah, right. They got that's the rest true. of it. There's a lot of hentai circulating around Boston at the time. They were very... <laughs> very into their... Their uh, Ohago yeah. face, was that? I have no idea how to say that word. I've only read it. I, have, I don't want to know how to say it. <laughs> I don't want to know what it is. <laughs> oh, that! It's the, yeah, no, it's I the saw, anime sex face drool. I, I saw that once while doing research, um, you know, penis research <laughs> on what? And, uh, okay, and I couldn't believe how many hits it had on a particular website. So, if you can imagine mm-hmm. Elizabeth Wells doing that for Sam Adams when they tried to make babies that they were unsuccessful at, because they learned too much stuff from the hentai. There's a lot more possibilities than just cream pie, Sam. Um, actually, that would be the one sex thing we constantly reference that would make a baby. Because usually then it, it's butt oh, d- stuff. It depends where the cream... Yeah. Hand well, yeah. making babies from butt stuff. Well, not, you have to go real deep. So... You gotta pass the colon. Cody, Ooh. you mentioned a very good point of what is not British coming Hentai? into the city. Oh. Which right. we will talk about. But, so, if the Sons of Liberty found out that a merchant was selling British goods... He would go to their store, or they would go to the store, smash it up, and sometimes tar and feather them in the streets. <laughs> uh, There's a regular KB toys all over again. <laughs> yeah, just a regular guy trying to sell Ninja Turtles action figures that were made in Leeds, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oops, I'm tarred and feathered, and scarred for life. Did it? Oops. Well, also, Brit- Britain's owned so many. Po- they they had so many colonies and. Um, they were so invasive that they were everywhere. Yeah. So it didn't even need to be a British thing, but invasive, to be deemed I like a, that. a British thing. It could be from India, like we see that yeah. with the tea, right? Yeah, all the all them teas and spices and different colored uh, sands. Sam Adams like, I hate fucking curry. No one should eat yeah. curry. <laughs> He's somehow Southern now. <laughs> yeah. Don't you vindaloo me, I'll vindaloo you. <laughs> So even though Sam was poor, he now had this financial sugar daddy, John Hancock, propping up. He would feed him and clothe him, as I mentioned. So the boycott Mm -hmm. didn't affect people like Sam Adams or any of his aristocracy backers. And what it he was trying to protect the average working class man. But as you mentioned before, Cody, what in the city isn't British? So yeah. massive starvation rocked the middle and lower class of Boston. Uh, it got so bad that people were dying in the streets because they didn't have anything to eat. Uh, but Sam and his goons of liberty uh, stood strong, showing no compassion to the average man or woman that was just trying to feed their family 
and terrorizing anyone that would break from the Ooh, boycott. Interesting. I have a duplicate frame here. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank God. One less page. Yes. There you go. So seeing the madness unfolding in Boston, the British officials were like, enough is enough. We have to send in British troops to suppress this mob justice. So on October 1st, 1768, uh, 700 British troops entered Boston from the harbor, complete with a cannon salute, and they paraded down the streets of Boston. Everyone's like, oh, thank you. I'm hungry. And some people are like, no, you're idiots. Eat these tar and feathers. (laughs) (laughs) So here is where Sam Adams, the propaganda master, steps into his own. Sam filled his papers with stories, many of which were completely fictional, of soldiers raping wives and daughters, calling them locusts and caterpillars. Um, Sam would also often hide his identity by using pen names, and often to stoke the flames, he would write uh, from the opposing POV in his articles to, like, make them look shitty. Yeah, so he's like... He's like, he's like pretending to be a red coat and he's like, dear world, I raped everything today. (laughs) Yeah, I was reading the uh, Sam Adams newspaper and I ran across this article written by a guy who claimed to be a dir do do red coat do 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 head. Yeah. And and he was telling, uh, saying how his first, his favorite movie was the last Indiana Jones (laughs) and, uh, he's really yeah, he was really into that Crystal Skull thing. Uh, I don't know if we could trust these people. I don't... Is this really Shia LaBeouf? This uh, might be a pad name for Shia LaBeouf. Could be. Every red coat is Shia LaBeouf! Do Simultaneously. it! And you're a loyalist. <laughs> yeah. I am. I love Shia. You do? Yeah, he's my man. He's my man. We hang out. That's why I moved out here, because I hang out with him and so you guys. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Huh. Fucking hurts. Well, I, I guess you're a Disney man. <laughs> I'm a Disney boy till I die now. Mm-hmm. That's so Raven. Well. So, um, we know that this uh, first... Uh, sorry. We know that this was a media schmear campaign that Sam was doing because after the revolution, he explained his tactics by penning, put your enemies in the wrong and keep them there. Which, yeah, I mean, which is smart, sense. but like... I know. It's kind of vicious in media shit, you know? I mean, I mean, when it comes to media, everyone's doing that today. Yeah. It doesn't matter what side you're on. That's, that's what media does. Yep. Um, another tactic that Sam deployed was encouraging the children of the Sons of Liberty to taunt, uh, throw rocks and eggs at the Redcoats. And call, Dude, that's petty as shit. Yeah, I love and it. And call them names like Lobsterbacks and Bloodybacks. That seems a little racist. <laughs> I know. I love lobsters. They're just big shrimp that are red. They're only red after you boil them. No. <laughs> but let's leave that pause in. Yeah. So, but also how... like real fucking brave, Sam. Like this is some Al Qaeda shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, how soft skin do these red coats have to be to let little kid jeers affect them? 
that like, motherfucker oh, this fucker called me a crustacean. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But dude, but dude, if you've got like 30 kids, like all that are like, we're going to be the America's first baseball team, even though baseball hasn't existed. And they're all throwing rocks at you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're a soldier. You have a gun. They're kids. They're not bulletproof. You can't do anything. Why, Why not? not? Because you're a soldier. <laughs> Tom and Cody are just like, come on, yeah. kill more kids. All right, Co all right. Well, why not enter the Boston Massacre? <laughs> that sounds familiar. So, mm. do you guys need him with a broom handle? Do you guys know about the Boston Massacre? I kind of want to hear what you guys think. Uh, crispy boy, crispy boy, right? Crispus Atos. Oh yeah, he was a the black, black guy. guy. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Um, he I. I don't remember. I drink too much. I I know the name. I know some terrible shit happened. Yeah. And I know it was... It, the whole thing was, was like a misunderstanding, was wasn't it? So, we got a bunch on it here. Um, the, Thank God, because we are a history podcast. Are a history. And I just yeah. admitted yes, that I, I, I forgot entirely about what that was. I will refresh... Uh, I thought there wasn't content for this episode. I will refresh your memory. Uh, Tom, I expect an apology. Travis... I'm sorry that I got you hard oh. when you weren't expecting to be so hard. I was expecting a chub, but Tom got me real hard. I've been working out a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. If you're not uh, if you're not watching this, which you aren't, um, my shoulders are extremely wide and muscular <laughs> at the moment. Your deltoids are insane, right? Yeah. You got like some sweat going on in your chest. You're doing some push-ups now. Well, you know, I, I what I'm doing is I got this plan. I got to be the new sexy, funny guy on the market. Like stand-up comedy's old, like, whatever. Crystal, Crystalia just got canceled. I'm trying to take his position. Yeah, I was gonna say like Crystalia. <laughs> yeah. What, trying, what fucking happened to him? I'm trying to get never his mind, body never. now. You know, I had the Johnny Sins body. Oh. I lost it for a while, sitting on the couch too much. Now I'm trying to get Crystalia body. We're not groomers. That's what made him funny. We're not groomers on this show, Tom. No, no. I have an <laughs> uh -oh. of age uh I have an of age girlfriend and uh whatever. I'm gonna so, have a ninety eight year old girlfriend just to be safe. Yeah, that's where you gotta that go. That is smart of you. So this tactic of throwing having children throw rocks at redcoats eventually hit a tipping point in March on March fifteenth, seventeen seventy. Um, just turning your head away from the 1770. 1770. <laughs> Pickup is very close on these. So yeah, so a group of soldiers were on King Street when a group of young men, some of them children, started taunting them, throwing snowballs and shit at these soldiers. Oh yeah, and they're like, they're like, oh, there's rocks in the snowballs. Fuck, and then they, <laughs> they and then and then they they did. And then there's AIDS on the rocks. Ah, Yeah, so the soldiers at first were ordered back into the barracks to avoid a confrontation. They're like, these stupid kids throwing rocks and fucking ice cubes at you. Let's go inside the barracks. Come on. <laughs> um, right. So then the boys turned to a guard that was standing outside across the street at the British Custom House, which is where they collect the taxes. And they started pelting mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. dude really hard and shouting, the lobster better not fire back at us. <laughs> what a dumb... You're like giving him the idea. Yeah, so this terrified guy who's just getting like fucking... I, I, I keep thinking about the episode of uh, Salute Your Shorts when they have the water balloon match and then Ugg gets all hit with 
The water balloons. You guys remember that? <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> yes. Which one was Ugg? Stalge. Um, so, uh, this terrified guard is like, if you come near me, I'm going to blow your brains out, so stand off. Right. And at that point, a servant ran to the barracks and told the captain that this sentinel was being killed. So, hmm. Captain Tom- Tattletale. Yeah, Captain Thomas yeah. Preston and seven men came out of the barracks uh, when all of a sudden, a large object hit one of the men in the head, knocking him out. Wow. And all of a sudden, someone, we don't know from which side, shouted fire. Uh, it could have oh. been from the captain, or it could have just been one of these boys, like, egging on the guys. But the... An egg fire, yeah. you mean to say. Yeah. But it could have been, it could have been like, someone, like, trying to put, stamp out a grease fire in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just the neighbor just like, oh, fire! Just, and, but any... Oh, God. And, yeah. And then people dead. But anyway, the soldiers did just that. They fired. And uh, in the men, uh, in the in the men, in the in the men, out the men. In the end, <laughs> what the fuck? classic. In the end, three men were shot dead and seven were wounded. Two of those wounded were fatally wounded. So a total of five people died. Oof, that's not a massacre. E well, it isn't Tom? There's no automatic weapons. They're not gonna like make a mistake for 90 seconds straight as they load their next shot. No, it's not a massacre. It could have been the Boston uh, mishap. So the Boston, <laughs> it's not up. as catchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, Tom, I like where you're thinking because Adams knew that the Bostonians were hardly angels in the scuffle, but this was the shit that he had been waiting for. And he coined mm -hmm. the term the Boston massacre and had his friend, Paul Revere, start engraving the event, depicting, like, a patriotic, like, bunch of people riding up against, you know, um, the Redcoats. Yeah. And so when you think of Boston Massacre, you think of, like, 50 to 100 people being mowed down by, like, a whole if troop. If you asked me how many people died in the Boston Massacre, I'd say something like 30. Yeah, it was... But it's only five, you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, it was only, yeah, five... Uh, a, a total collateral thing of... 11 people were shot. Okay. And one of those people was Crispus Attic, who was the escaped slave um, black guy. So, so Caitlyn Jenner had killed <laughs> one person. She's okay. responsible for the equivalent of one-fifth of a Boston oh, massacre. Don't okay. look at yeah. it like that. Yeah. yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. No. that's how numbers are. I mean, I'm yes. not like I'm not as averse to counting like Sam Adams Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to make it too morbid, but that Boston bombing that happened was worse than yeah. the Boston massacre. That was a nightmare. Yeah, that was. Yes. How many people died in that? Thirteen. A lot of limbs lost or yeah. something. Way closer to a massacre. How about we do some rebranding here? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oof. So Adams went down to government Governor Hutchinson and demanded that the British troops be removed from the city. Hutchinson stood his ground and said the soldiers were just trying to keep the peace. Then Sam Adams threatened that he would have tens of thousands of men from the surrounding Boston area to forcibly remove the troops, which was a complete bluff. Sam did not have that much Ooh. of a rallying cause behind this. Gall. I like mm -hmm. that. Um, Hutchinson wasn't sure if he was bluffing, so he had the troops removed from the city because he didn't want more of the shit. Happened. Got caught. 
So, uh, well, I mean, they could have very easily, even if there weren't those people backing up, you could have seen like something like a half massacre. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> we can't have that on our hands. Well, that's like when you ever get chicken at a restaurant. Do you want the full chicken or a half chicken? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the half rotisserie chicken. Yeah, there are over four rotisserie chickens knocked on the ground during the Boston Massacre. The Boston Market Massacre. Oh, no. How many sides came with that? <laughs> the sides, we couldn't even count the sides because uh, it was one of those weird things where the guy asked to put like half coleslaw and half mashed potato. Oh, in I one. hate that. So it's like another half. Are we going to really go tit for tat? It was a massacre. <laughs> So right now, people are thinking, if you're looking at Boston from outside and you're possibly leaning towards a loyalist perspective, you're seeing as Boston devolving into anarchy, complete anarchy, because like they've oh. just kicked the troops out, like they're stoning people in the streets. Mm. Um, they defunded the police. I mean, there was no yeah, police. Police didn't exist. Right, right exactly. Garrison. They defunded. Yeah. So Someone proposed the idea of police and they said no. Defunded. Yeah. So to prove that there was law and order, Sam ordered a trial of the British troops that were involved in the Boston Massacre. A proper trial amongst peers. We're going to see what happens. A little, that's civil of him, yeah. I guess. So the soldier's defense was led by none other than Sam's cousin, John Adams, um, which a lot of people confuse and they think they're brothers. Um, but I, I could would. see why you'd be confused because both of them called each other Brother Sam and Brother John. Ew, gay. <laughs> Fucking gay. Sorry to drop the G slur, but... It's not a slur, it's just a descriptor. There's nothing wrong with it either way. Yeah, so I think Sam was trying to create some type of kangaroo court by picking his cousin as their defense. Um... Mm. But John Adams actually did a very good job defending them. <coughs> and most people assumed that the British soldiers were going to be hanged for murder. Uh, but John convinced, uh, convinced, that, convinced the jury that the six men were not guilty. Uh, and two of them were charged with manslaughter. And were hmm. to be sentenced by branding their thumbs with a hot iron. That's what you got for manslaughter. Oh, is it cool? That's, what kind that's, of brand? Is it like, is it tribal? Can I have a tribal thumb for doing some manslaughtering? So yeah, these two people got charged with manslaughter and they just came out with a branded thumb. That's it. Uh, yeah. But everyone else was not guilty. So Sam, the plan that Sam Adams had backfired by hiring John, his cousin John. Um, and Sam wrote essays and essays condemning the outcome of the trials saying that he thought the soldiers should have been convicted of murder and hung from the Liberty Tree. Hanged from the Liberty Tree. Or at least had both thumbs tattooed. Yeah, at least both, bro. Or hang them from the thumbs. Ooh. Never think about that. Yeah. So after the Boston Massacre, uh, and the troops are out of Boston, Massachusetts enters what's called the Quiet Period. Yeah. Ooh. So nothing happened. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing Usually you just don't name those times, but that's how bored they yeah. were. So it's a quiet period. Life went on, but Sam Adams didn't. He kept stoking the flames, and people were just losing interest and enthusiasm. It's kind of like how Bernie Sanders was like all big, and then we all forgot about him for a couple of years, and then 
it came back. People just don't care yeah. if it's not in front of their hmm. face. It's true. This is very true. Happens, true. Best intentions, uh, they go away quickly with Netflix. Mm -hmm. Back then, Netflix was like staring at a chicken's butthole and betting on when it would poop. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say like betting what comes out of it, like poop or an egg. Yeah, that too. <laughs> What's she going to do? Put 400 on the poop. Uh, so he kept trying to stoke the flames, but people, again, losing interest. And Adams, uh, at this point, became part of the Massachusetts House of Commons. Um, and, but nothing's happening. It's just killing Sam. The numbers of Sons of Liberty was dropping dr dramatically. Um, uh, but peace would not last. Because we oh, know no. history and we're America. Yeah, and also the big day hasn't happened the yet. The big one, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. on, May, Y2K. on May 1773, <laughs> Parliament, My Parliament passed the Tea Act. Um, so, we are, there was already a tax on tea. But the right. Tea Act, what this did was it cut the price of English tea by half, but still maintained a tax on it. So Parliament thought, hey, these what? colonists will be able to save money on their tea rather than smuggling in from the Dutch, and we'll still be able to keep our tax on it. it I makes love it. Sense on paper, taxed paper, but anything not to submit to the dirty Dutch boys, the dike filling Dutch boys, the Dutch bros, my favorite coffee. Mm hmm. You love that West Coast coffee I stuff. I love it. You know what? I don't see it. Mm. I never had it, but I couldn't imagine it. I'm so curious. much sugar in it. Every drop is a million sugars. Wow. How are you not diabetic? I'm getting there, man. I'm hoping. Keep praying. <laughs> I'm hoping. Keep hoping. It's in your stocking every Christmas. So the he's got he's got to change his handle from Travis Legion to Travis Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that thing that takes you up the stairs every night. You're carried up the stairs every night. <laughs> every night. Get washed out by some gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So close. the colonists were not outraged at the price because they're saving money. They were still outraged on the tax itself. It's the principle. The principle, yeah. right? So, uh, and like that, the Sons of Liberty boycotts and outrage were all back. People drank and also to. Because you know this is we're still basically English at this point. We have to drink tea, right? Now we drink coffee because yeah. we're American, right? I drink. But white back cloth. then it was like we're kind of like Australians, you know, like not really our own country, and we speak a weird dialect. Well, we were the you... back of the bus of nations. Yeah, <laughs> wow. we're like we were still on the same bus, like, and the Queen was driving, but we were picking where we sat. And and dumb kids with stupid haircuts couldn't hang out with us, especially no. the kids with the bad uniforms. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we're still like tea drinkers, like pinkies out, like oh, a spot of tea in the morning. Ah, oh, walking through the commons and rah. Uh, so we're we need our tea. So people created what was called Liberty Tea, which was a mixture oh, of no. raspberries, mint leaves, and sassafras root. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, that, it sounds interesting, but just because it's a substitute, it's intrinsically lesser. It's you know bad. what I mean? Yeah, it sounds stupid. It's not just something they started picking up. Like, hey, bored, yeah. new drink, very cool. No, it's like, 
Oh, fuck them. I'll put yeah. my mouth in the dirt. So yeah, I, thought you were, like it. I thought you were going to say twigs and hose water. Yeah, close to. Like, I drink Bud Light seltzers, and that's not because I can't drink Bud Light. Because they made something cool. Right. You found a healthy Zoomer. alternative to your terrible lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> More donuts, please. Uh, so, the um, then what happened? We all know it. It's the Boston Tea Party. Oh. And we're going to go into a little bit more about what the Boston Tea Party meant uh, and how it's, it's happened. Um, are you going to do that now? Or yeah. are you just kind of setting us up that's for a later? Setup. That's a setup right now. This is how you watch the History Channel. You know Ancient Aliens this is how they set it up. And now we're going to talk about uh, aluminums are actually alien Anal probes. I'm interested. Yeah. What do you have for me? <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I chubber? So, as we all know, the mm. Dartmouth, Beaver, and Eleanor were sitting in the Boston Harbor. Those were the names of the tea ships. The Beaver. Really? Yeah. Um, so, there was a massive protest happening on the docks. Sam Adams was in the old meeting house and arguing to, with the governor and preaching liberty to the people. They were tired of hearing yes, it. Yes, they, they kind of were. Uh, so in he said this in the meeting. He said, this meeting can do nothing to save the country. And people think that that was a signal for a bunch of men dressed up as Indians to go row out to those three ships and dump 342 chests of tea into the Boston Harbor. It's nothing. It's almost nothing. What well, I... Always have to ask, and I've never gotten a straight answer. Why the engine get-ups? I I don't know. I yeah. I, I like think no it, one can answer that. I think that. it might have been like, um, like being anonymous, right? Like you know, like the guy fox mask, right? There's like, tons of ways to be anonymous, but why do you have to mock a racially distinct <laughs> demographic of people to do so? You know what I mean? They could have like done the green morph suit thing. But they're just like, no, give me the headdress and face paint. I don't know why they dressed up as Indians. Uh, I don't know. Racist. <laughs> A little bit. That's what I'm. That's how, that's how I always feel about it. It's just like, are you? Wait, hold on a second. Are you trying to tell us that our country, America, with the hot dogs, mm -hmm. has been? Yeah, that one was started by racists. <laughs> It couldn't be true. What? Should I be shocked about this? Um, actually, a little history fact here. The British recognized the Native American nations. The American colonies, once they came in and started a union, they were like, fuck you guys, you aren't people. Uh, <laughs> you're not people. Yeah. So. Uh, uh. Silly. Pretty sad. Yeah. Silly. Pretty sad. Silly. So, Silly. Tom, before you said it's nothing that they dumped 342 chests in the water. It's nothing. The equivalent in today's it's money nothing. worth of cargo that they dropped overboard was $1.7 million worth of tea. And the best way to stick it to an Englishman is throwing their tea in an ocean and ruining it. I can't believe what you've done. Well, what was it? One point seven million dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if they had just dumped in one point seven million dollars worth of pounds, 
the British would not be mad. Yeah, but it was tea. Like, well, you go get it. That's just money, but it's... Tea! Tea that we stole from tea! India! <laughs> it's the only word that British people can say without an accent. Tea. Biakan. <laughs> Biakan. <laughs> no. Again? Yeah. <laughs> That's English. Yeah, let's that go back one. to using Listeners. human speech for the rest of the yeah. Game. So, all right, Travis, take yeah. me away. I've been having too many Liberty beers. Oh, by the way, that's a Budweiser. What was the beer I was trying to get endorsed by? Narragansett. <laughs> Fuck them. Budweiser. Budweiser. I'm drinking. We're all Bud drinking. Light. Yeah, I'm drinking Bud Light seltzers. Well, there you right. go. We're endorsed. We probably just lost these people money. Let's yeah. go. So from there, right? That's the story, pretty much, right? Boston massacre happened, or. Sorry, Boston Tea Party happens. They chuck the tea, whatever. Everyone's everyone's angry. Um, it's not even a massacre. <laughs> it's not even a tea party. What it's is going massacre. on with this shit? So from there, Sam helped unite the colonies under a united cause of separation from the British Empire through a series of continental congresses. So just keep in mind here that these were... Oh, sorry. Just keep in mind here... Ah, what? Whoa. Okay, keep in mind here, I think people have this idea that all colonists wanted independence. But that was not the case at all. In reality, about a third of the people in the colonies wanted independence. A third were loyal to the crown. And a third just couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. They're like, I don't care. That makes Interesting. sense. I don't, I don't care today, so why would I care back yeah. then? And I could have existed. You can't disprove that. Right. So when they, yeah, they always talk about like, why don't people vote? It's like, well, people didn't fucking vote back then. <laughs> they didn't yeah. care. Because they, because they saw through yeah. it. And they probably couldn't vote. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Monarchy. Couldn't chew? You had to chew your ballot back then. Didn't have right. teeth. So if you weren't wrapped up in the bullshit that Sam Adams was spewing, um, why would it really matter who ruled you? I mean... Also, I mean, if you think about it, the founding fathers were mainly rich colonists. And uh, they weren't connected like the royal colonists, the aristocracy. So, like, the governors and people that had ties to the British aristocracy. So, they stood to become the top of the social ladder if they lapped off the head of the state-backed rich people. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. Like, they're yeah. right there. All they got to do is get rid of this, like, uh, British upper crust, right? Yeah. It's a can you upper dig it crust. moment. Yeah. Can you dig it? <sighs> yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. So the, Continent, the Continental Congress started to <laughs> assemble armaments and also their Minutemen. So the Minutemen were men men that could bust a nut in a, under a minute. That's yeah. always what I think. <laughs> and, the guy, and the guys who wrote the Jackass theme song, they have more than one song. Folks. Really? Yeah. My God. They're a really good band. But the only way people know them is... And so on. <laughs> Did they do the? Did they do the King of the Hill theme song too? 
that was the refreshments. And the guy who wrote that song actually owns a taco joint in San Juan, I think. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, the Minutemen were people. <laughs> the Minutemen were people that did not own a taco Segway, truck and they did not write any theme songs. They were men that could be ready to fight within a minute. Within a minute. Yeah. Um, so, what, what's the protocols and conditions? Because I could fight anyone in a fucking minute, but like, what are they? What's so special about them? Do they need to well, like. They, uh, be well dressed fighting no. somebody in a minute because that's a challenge. No, the they could probably be in their undies. They just had to have their gun. They had to own a gun, and they had to probably Grab it in have a minute. Whoa, probably have a horse to get there. Uh, yeah, I mean, think of it like this, Cody. Um, y you can fight. You can go out there and do your thing. But let's pretend fighting was shredding cheese. Sure, I know you could do that too. I'm on but board, can, yeah. But can you do that in a minute? I see what you're saying. Can you get to it? Can you be shredding? So these are guys who slept with cheese shredders under their pillows. They're ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I like that analogy. Yeah, That's yeah. a really good analogy. <laughs> because if, if you challenge me right now, Cody, grate a block of cheese in the next 60 seconds, I don't think I could do that. Because I gotta I like... I gotta like push this microphone away and put my cans down. Yeah. Find your like, cheese grater. Into my, like, hobble into my kitchen semi-drunk and find that thing. Yeah. I, I don't even need you to finish grating the cheese. I need you to just start within just a minute. Just start in a minute? That's Yeah. See, it's still I, a stretch. A, it's, it's up there. I see your yeah, point. Man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for... Tom. Very elucidating. I love it. Tom well, Tom will be at Northwestern uh, teaching history soon. <laughs> as soon as I can finally remember how many people actually died at the Boston Massacre. <laughs> 87, right? So uh, it's a massacre, so it's going to be a lot, loads of people, really. So, so Tom, uh, I'm oh, a five. I can't uh, teach here. I'm going to test your historical knowledge since you're going to be at Northwestern soon. All right, cool. This is going to be really embarrassing, isn't it? What, yeah, what was the first battle of the Revolutionary War? Ooh. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm sure if, when you say it, I'll... Don't worry. I, I might be able to lie. Um, Bunka? All right, I'll give you some clues. It has to do with grapes, and it has to do with your favorite porn star that has a darker complexion. Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> Lexington and Concord. Battle of Lexington. I thought Lexington it was Bunker and Hill. Concord. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to get that. So it's not Bunker Hill. That's what I thought. No, Originally. not Bunker and Hill. Then, and then you gave me the hint of uh, Mr. Steele, and I got it. Bunker Hill's an, an early one, but uh, Lexington and Concord the was the first. I, I was going to be surprised if you knew really? who Martha Dildard was. <laughs> So, Lexington and Concord happened on my birthday, April 19th, 1775. Um, but the war was almost started a completely different way, and the first battle almost happened six weeks earlier. And one egg changed the course of history and You're the life. Fucking with me. And the You're war. Fucking with me, forever. shut up. One what egg. What kind of egg? What kind of. Was it boiled? I'm going to tell you about this egg. It's important tell me about egg. the eggs. America Brown, could white. have been changed because of an egg. So, uh, even though the movement for independence had spread far beyond Sam Adams at this point, the British still thought that Sam Adams was pulling the strings. And in some cases, they were right, because he was at the Continental Congress. This guy 
they called him the great incendiary. And cool. also, like Metallica, they called him the master of puppets. Or for short, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah, great Less Cindy. Cool. Great Cindy. Don't call me that one. I'm mean. Ah! I can't be Cindy. I'm trying to not pay papers. <laughs> so the British had to, the British started coming up with plans to take him down. So on the memorial day of the Boston Massacre, Dr. Joseph Warren and other hawkish members of the Continental Rebels were leading a warlike speech at the Old South Meeting House in Boston. Mm. Um, and in attendance was Sam Adams, John Hancock, and hundreds of other patriots, right? So he's like there, he's like, you gotta build the wall of America around England. Were they wearing masks? <laughs> no. Important <laughs> question. No, yeah. no. They're not mask cedos. They're not tuxedo masks. Tuxedo masks. <laughs> Very good, sirs. <laughs> tuxedo masks. Oh, why have we not done that? We gotta sell that. We could. We can make a shit ton of money on a bunch of weebs who like to post on Instagram and have DeviantArt accounts. R slash hentai titties. Oh my god, this is the most popular subreddit on the internet. <laughs> Um, and tits. So this Real Reverend Joseph idea. Warren's like, oh, yeah, we got to start this war. We're liberty, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, a group of 40 armed British soldiers started jeering the crowd to fight from outside. So they're in this meeting house that's like doubling as a church. And all these British guys are like, oh, I see you in there. You got pantaloons for legs. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me like a man. Verbatim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're out there saying, Fight me like a man, as British people do. Mm -hmm. um, and Sam, who was chomping at the bit for war, in a weird, like, instant, he was like, All right, everyone calm down. Because, like, all these patriots in there are like, We're not having this. <laughs> these guys are dicks. And mm. Sam is like, No, calm down. This is a public space. So let the soldiers in. And I'm going to clear out the front row of this church, and they can hear what Joseph Warren has to say. Right? Mm-hmm. So, unknown to Sam, one of the soldiers in there uh, was instructed to capture Sam, John Hancock, and Joseph Warren. Just Keep one putting guy. putting a D in that name. One guy. One guy. Hancock. Just go get him. Get him. Like polite British people. Get him. Ah. Get him. Get he him. tied me up real good. <laughs> so no coming back from this one. So this plan uh, was foiled, unfortunately, uh, because one of the soldiers tripped while entering the church and dislocated his Ooh. knee. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, dog. <laughs> so. One of the soldiers tripped. You gotta explain what you just react to, because this is a fucking podcast. He's got big anime titties, and there's somebody holding the titty, and it's like the size of a beer can. Thank you. Yet, this Tom changed his background. Lot, we've gotten a lot harder since uh, Skype allowed us to change our backgrounds. And yeah, uh, yeah I got some anime titties behind me. <laughs> it was like you fly a plane with those tits. You could. You could. Um, okay, so... One Thank you. of his so one of the soldiers um, tripped while entering the church, and he dislocated his knee. And Ooh. in yeah, which is really painful, right? Yeah, it hurts. But in his pocket was one raw egg. 
Little white tell egg. Did he look, more. Did it tell look like more. he pissed his pants? <laughs> yeah, so the egg was meant to be thrown at Warren, signaling the soldiers or the soldier that was supposed to seize Sam and his conspirators. So, wait, someone's like, watch for the signal. Yeah. What's the signal? You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, the guy's gonna get an egg, dude. <laughs> Uh, what is, uh, just think about the off, off white color of this room. Think about that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's part of the signal. <laughs> so with that signal gone and nothing but what looked like a cum stained red pants of the soldiers that had the egg in his pocket, mm. the operation never happened. The soldiers jeered and yelled at Warren and were eventually kicked out of the out of the church. But if that egg had existed, the Revolutionary War would have started about six weeks earlier when they apprehended My Sam Adams, God. John Hancock, and Warren. It's amazing what an egg could do, especially when you're only eating hard-boiled eggs every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it was hard-boiled, there'd be no problem. Well, there might be you a just, problem. Well... He threw some shit at me. <laughs> what is There's that? Some white and yellow shit at me. It's like, oh, it's not egg. egg. That's not egg. Like I got hit by egg. He threw his lunch at me. When it's an <laughs> uncooked egg, you know. Yeah. So, uh, sh firstly, shouldn't have had it in his pant pocket. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, man. Tom, I, I keep looking. I'm not looking breast at pocket. I'm not looking at you, Cody, at all anymore. I keep looking at Tom. We're looking past oh, sorry. you. I'll change it. <laughs> I know it could be distracting. I'll change, change it to something sexier. <laughs> All right. Uh, find some on. find some deviant shit to be your Skype background. I'm looking. Okay, Travis, you can continue. Don't. Uh, All right, I'm, I'm sitting <laughs> here on bated breath. Yeah, Tom's just looking at hentai. Leave him alone. Yeah, I don't even. I th I think this stuff is revolting, so it's kind of funny to me. Okay. So I'm just trying to get Travis distracted. Oh, it's a so, way of life, my my friend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, Akuna Matata. I live, so I don't know what that's like. All right, so the, I, I have a Camaro. <laughs> the Brits continued to track Sam Adams and John Hancock, and on April fifteenth, the two men were in Lexington to inspect in Lexington Steel. It was the first two men to enter Lexington Steel, which doesn't happen. Really? Yeah. So they're in Lexington, and they were there to inspect the military supplies that had been cached at nearby Concord. So, again, the British hatched a plan to ambush Sam and John Hancock at Lexington. But nice. some of the uh, Sons of Liberty had heard about the plan, and this is where the story of Paul Revere on his ride to warn Sam Ooh. Adams and the Br that the British were coming. So they heard about this plan, and Paul Revere's like, I gotta get on my pony and yell at people. British is coming. <laughs> British be coming. <laughs> yeah, good, Tom. <laughs> the British uh, are coming on that. For the, for the people at home, <laughs> even more diabolical oh. anti-involved now. But Oh, Jesus. That's, a the, that's not even anatomically correct. Um, the thing about the fucking what, what what's the gauntlet that Revere Road called, like the midnight ride? Yeah, he was only like one of three or four people. Well, yeah, of, of that relay. But the thing was, everyone remembers him because he was a quasi-famous silversmith. Yep. Oh, right. They wanted mm -hmm. his silver. So he, he had done the Boston he, Massacre he's a glory and, hog. engravings and shit. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, so he's he's kind of like a glory hog. Like other there are other people that I think did a longer stretch of that midnight ride, but history can't remember their names just because they were just farmers, probably. Well, Cody, one of them was a woman. Mm. Yes, that's a big thing. It's like America forgets go. the woman, but the woman did one of the midnight rides. I don't know where she went. She probably went to the mall or something. But it's probably a porn about <laughs> it called Midnight Ride. Yeah. Midnight Ride. That, I guess that guy could run real fast. <laughs> yeah. So as Cody mentioned, there were multiple riders sent out that night. Uh, one for it to be a failsafe in case if someone got caught. Another way was to rally the Minutemen that we talked about, who were just coming, coming and coming. Love a good Minuteman. Um. Paul reached Lexington and told Sam and Hancock about their ambush. And Sam was like, fuck, we got to get out of here. I got to fucking beat it. <laughs> and Hancock, beat it. Hancock's, like, Hancock's like, what? Wait, isn't this what you wanted? Aren't you going to stand here and next to your future countrymen and fight? And Sam's like, fuck no. <laughs> so oh, he God. convinced Hancock to let the saps stand and fight for their freedom while they hightailed it out of Lexington. All right. Perfect. Um, and just as the two men were leaving, the British arrived. Uh, out of sight, Sam and Hancock watched the standoff between the two, between the group of untrained Minutemen and the highly skilled professional soldiers. Mm -hmm. So the major leading the 70, sorry, the major leading the 70 Redcoats called out to the rebels, saying, Disperse, ye rebels, ye villains, disperse, disperse in the name of the king, lay down your arms. And they were all like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah, it was like, yo, do you Please. bring, do you bring a, I'm not, I'm not going to leave. <laughs> so the commander of the Minutemen, Captain Parker, looked over at the Redcoats and then looked back at his diaper men and was like ah fuck this dude uh everyone you don't have to put your arms down because i know you paid for those guns but just go home like this is not worth it <laughs> um we're gonna get slaughtered so what's the point so a few men uh so but all but a few men walked off the battlefield amongst oh, no. amongst the brave amongst the brave few uh were captain parker's cousin and a man named Prince Astabrook, who was a lone black man that was with the Lexington militia. So, Prince Astamouth? What? Astabrook. Okay. Uh, yeah, a brook in the ass. Um, so again, we don't know who fired the first shot. It was one of those things where, like, I don't know if the British opened fire, whatever. But while mm -hmm. the people were walking away, uh, shit it's kicked off. And the Americans got trounced. There were eight dead and ten injured, including Estabrook. Wow. And the British. Th that's worse than a massacre. Yeah. And the British only had one injured. So these Americans didn't hit a single troop that, like, with a deadly shot. Like, somebody got hit in the knee or something. Wow. <laughs> Which was deadly later. Well, yeah. That was the first battle. And then they went on to Concord and. Whatever, I'm not going to... I don't want to talk about the whole war here, because that's not what we're doing. We have other shows for that. We, we have to talk about Sam Adams. Yeah. yeah, Sam Adams ran away from the battle like a little scared little bitch. Um, mm -hmm. But 
So Sam Adams was not really involved too much during the war. He kind of was like a shadowy, uh, I want to say like Dick Cheney-esque figure um, in the mm. Continental Congress meetings. Um, he was there, but like kind of, you don't really hear about him, you know? No. Um, so he signed the Declaration of Independence, and obviously his homeboy, John Hancock, was the first to sign. Uh, thus, you get the expression, give me your John Handcock. Was he the ah. first or was he the most outlandish signature? He was the first and he made it really big. Because John Hancock, maybe so, we'll go into him, but he was like a very flamboyant. He needed everything to be like, hey, I'm John Hancock. <laughs> yeah, well, he set the rule. Like, he knew that how many signers? It was 18 signers. Yeah. Thir somewhere yeah, around really? 18 signers. I thought it was more than that. No, and then like, uh, yeah, he knew he'd be first and be like, I'm not going to leave room for anyone else. I hate that. I hate gonna, that fucking prick that does that. I'm going to take up a quarter of this, knowing that <laughs> I sh really am only entitled to about an 18 of this. Yeah, it's like an 18th yeah. of this. It's like when someone passes around a birthday card at work and some asshole writes like a paragraph. So everyone needs to like sign like a tiny little thing. Yeah. And see your like, boss. With love, George. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I just pass it off. Yeah, and then say I was in the bathroom, or just if put anyone asks, well, and no one's ever asked. Yeah, but I've been ready for that. So oh, I'm sorry, I was in the bathroom. I didn't even know that was a card. I uh, happy birthday, dude. So here is the big thing about how we celebrated the past holiday wrong. Um, so the Declaration of Independence was signed on July second and passed. It was signed and passed on July second. Nice and. Maybe we'll go into it if we ever do John Adams. But John Adams was like, hey, everyone's going to remember the day, July 2nd, as the day. Like, they're going to celebrate it with fireworks and parties and everything right. on July 2nd. Bratwurst. But it just now patriotic. Yeah. It took two days for, like, the people to really hear about it. So the 4th of July became the 4th of July. And John Adams was so butthurt. That whenever he went to a fourth, he would he wouldn't go to Fourth of July ceremonies. He would just celebrate on the second. He was like, "Wow, right. he's he's a weenie too." Yeah, dude, we can double Giamatti. down. <laughs> we can fucking double down and get hammered, drunk, bratwurst full on two different days. Yeah, that I'm down. So let's make it. Let's do a roast mortem thing next year, July second. July second. So after the war, we're going back to his cousin Sam. After the war, uh, Sam, can, Sam, he was involved in politics a lot still because he really didn't do anything, really, besides just propaganda and politics. Um, a few things that he, uh, stances he took was that he considered New England the superior of the states and the South inferior because a good applaud to little Sammy boy, um, he was an abolitionist. Slavery had oh, been outlawed cool. in Massachusetts since 1780, and he had pushed the nation to outlaw the practice altogether. Um, uh, obviously, I mean, good guy, good guy. Yeah, Re recognize people for you know people. That's a good start. He did. Yeah, uh, he did have black servants, which I'll you know, whatever. Servants They're are paid. Not, They're know. paid. They can quit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four hundred one k maybe. So definitely not. Obviously, it took the South another hundred years because they're racist shitbags. Uh, but yeah, 
Also, Sam Adams wanted to improve schools. He was very much big into education. Mm. But in a kind of shady maneuver, as I mentioned, Sam burnt most of his letters and memos that he wrote during the revolution. And you How see, could you not? you'd see back in the day, people would write, whenever you wrote a letter to someone, you'd make like a receipt copy. You'd write a letter, what? you'd write a letter to the person and then you'd write it again and keep it. Mm. So he burnt all of his like receipt copies. Um, okay. I didn't, I didn't know about this. How common was this practice, Travis? It's fairly common amongst like um, rich people <laughs> that could afford paper, know, knew how to write. Okay, sure. <laughs> so him burning most of these letters left him as a bit of an enigma, and it kind of was seen as him trying to cover up his propaganda he had done to instigate this war. Mm. Hmm. Also, surprisingly enough, um, there was a thing called, you guys, have, have you ever heard of Shay's Rebellion? Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, don't you know need to remind about. us. Yeah. So Shay. In case we're fucking idiots. Yeah. Shay's mm -hmm. Rebellion happened after the war. And mm. oh, yeah. That's some American <laughs> pornography. Try not to react to it. So, <laughs> Shay's. Confusing the people. Shay's Rebellion happened after the war. And it was basically a bunch of farmers in Massachusetts rebelling against high taxes and debt collection. Um, which was something that but, Sam Adams was always like, you shouldn't have to pay a lot of tax. He's a good guy. Overall, good guy. Yeah, so this good guy who was rebelling against that thought that the leaders of Shay's Rebellion should be hanged, reportedly saying Ooh. that the man who dares to rebel against the laws of the Republic ought to suffer death. Oh, so he one eighty it. Yeah. He's like, fuck that shit. You have a republic. If you're complaining, you die. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. You, you die now. Yeah. Bad news. He was also very much against the signing of the Constitution. The document that we oh. hold very much important. It is pretty important. Um, see, he feared central government, and the Constitution gave a lot of power to centralized government. But he kind of came around after they added the Bill of Rights to the Constitution and became a reluctant supporter. Um, I see. So Sam outlived his son, which sucks. His son died. Ooh. Little Sammy the third, I think his name was. Sammy son. Sammy son. No. Samson. Samson. He's Korean. Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, Sam became Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts under John Hancock. And when Hancock died, he became the governor at the age of 71, which is the oldest <laughs> Massachusetts governor to date. Isn't Mitt Romney like 70? Didn't he do a thing? Someone's 70, yeah. Some politician. I mean, Mitt Romney, is he ties his dog to the roof of his car and drives 100 He's miles. He's a good guy, too. <laughs> I like Romney. He fucking wears underwear that expresses opinions. <laughs> Alright, so y'all want to ask me a question? How you doing hey, today, Cody, Travis? I'm getting a beer! Mr. Lee, how does this forefather die? So, this foreskin dies. Alright, so, Sam Adams had always lived Not a plain life. And when it came to his family and his style, as I mentioned, he wore the same coat every day. Um, mm -hmm. And he would dress in the same outdated fashion the 18th century garb, even when stuff around him was changing and it was the turn of the 19th century. People were like, 
look at the old colonial guy. What do you work in uh, a reenactment? Fucking you dumb or something? <laughs> mm. What, you fucking dumb? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been there before. Uh, so Sam had always said that he did not want an elaborate big funeral. He wanted just like put me in a plane, Home Depot, wood coffin, and uh, bury me next to my friends and family. Mm. Um, so it, at eight, uh, so in eighteen oh three, at the ripe old age of eighty one, Sam had some difficulties breathing and croaked <laughs> around his wife and friends. Oh, the COVID got him! Yeah. What the oh. fuck? Well, COVID. We- can't escape it and just a little post-mortem so he said so no one listened to him about the plane funeral and there was a (laughs) funeral procession for him flags flew at half masks at half mast governments the the government and businesses flew black bunting uh and people were actually pissed at his wife because they said she was skimping on the cost of his plain wooden coffin. She was like, what? That's what he wanted. Dude, fucking put me... I'm going on the record now. Put me in fucking particle board. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just... All right, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. And just, yes. just the icing on the cake, 40 years later, in 1857, Adam's body was dug up and placed in a fancy ornate coffin with the engraving... S.A. on it. And then reburied. Mahogany? Mahogany? I think it was like metal and like craziness. Metal. Yeah. I like it. Just metal. And that's tinfoil wrapping. And that's Sammy Boy. I'm so torn. Because I like some of the things he said. But I also know deep down inside he was just a guy wearing a coat. Yeah. That wasn't smart also. I think with the uh, revolution, there was a lot of people that stood to gain a lot from the poor people. Yeah. I think Sam was like the person that was like the in-between man. He was there like talking to the poor people, but then also starving them. Wow. So rude. Yeah. Rude. That's the word I would use. I, rude. I would say he's like a lasagna boy, but you took out the pasta. So it's just a bunch of sauce. That's a really good way of putting it. I think it's really articulate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pasta man. Pasta boy. Pasta boy. Cody, you have any final it. thoughts on Sam Adams? Not so much the beer. I, I, I want to know what fucking PR guy was just like, oh, this guy, we can totally make a beer off of this guy that never owned a brewery or a bar. Yeah, right? A multi, he was a Maltese. He was a Maltese falcon. That was the biggest thing, because I always thought... A Maltese pigeon. You know, there there's actually go. these drawings of, like, a young Sam Adams, and he's, like, holding, like, a pint, and he's, like, you know, that they use for their logo, and it's like, dude, this is a shaky old man that, like, didn't like beer. <laughs> and wore patchy redcoats yeah. for a patriot. But, yeah, so Not, I love it. that's Sam Adams. I'd love to come back and do some more Founding Fathers, because they're all idiots. Uh, I, I I like the fact that we made his character hate numbers. So, it, like in his grave, he'd be like, "What the fuck do you mean? I'm a forefather. <laughs> How long have I been dead? Don't answer that question. I'll get furious. Just say many moons, like the indigenous people we hate." <laughs> Travis, thank you for doing this research. Thank you for telling me about how I've been doing America right the whole time. <laughs> By hating it. 
And uh, that's Roast Mortem. Yeah, dog. There you have it. Uh, so I want to give a big shout out to fucking Mike and his latest kickflip series that he's been doing. Don't bust your head, Mike. We need that. Wait. Yeah, we need that. He, big shout out. He's smooth? No, we just don't want him getting dented because oh. the dented is opposite of smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to push any, I don't want any like pressure points on the smoothity. Yeah. We also got to call out our uh, producer, right? Free, oh, thank you for that. fucking reminding me. I've been drinking. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't here for that. Can't be blamed. But thank you, Mr. Sean Bo Rain, for yes. doing that big, big dick energy of uh, producer tier shit. Good guy. All of our yes. Patreons, great people. Thank you very much, Sean. Yes. The Discord thing is fun, too. Yeah. Make it crazy um, for us. We're going to be there after the show. Yeah, we're going to try to make it a point to hang out there after the show a little bit more. We've done it a few times, but um, yeah, if you're on the Patreon and you're listening to this and uh, you haven't got a Discord invite, let us change that for you. Yeah, you we'll are, fix that. We typically do Sunday nights. Uh, just We're done around 11.30 Eastern time. So if you do mm. want to hang out and you have that half hour or so that we're going to shoot shit, please... Hang out with us. I will post shit with, with us. I'll post digital Panda Express coupons for everyone that's in. Not necessarily valid coupons. Yeah, they'll just be coupons. Because yeah. everyone should be eating Panda Express exclusively at your local Panda Express. Did you get a sponsorship deal and you're not telling Dude, us? Dude, I've been sponsored yeah, get- from, uh, from Panda Express since I was a child. We got to stop this, Cody. I used to play, uh. I used to play softball. And baseball, and I, everyone was wearing like a local business, and I would have Panda Express on my shirt. But they, I was they didn't buy your jersey. You just, yeah, they did. you just had a napkin on you that was stapled. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Travis, Love for you. everything. Love everyone for listening. Thank you, everyone. PandaExpress.com. Thank you. You can get alligator legs for only seven fifty a leg at PandaExpress.com. <laughs>